everybody, and welcome back to the Old Moon Podcast. What is this, episode six now? It is episode six, baby. I can't believe we're actually on episode six. We're actually huge. We're huge. Um, I am, of course, Blue Squadron. I am joined here with my typical co-hosts. Uh, we'll start with uh, Tiltus. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, hello. I'm Tiltus TV. No title today. No titles. <laughs> okay, Jaycoon. I, oh, Jaycoon, I swear if you came with a title today, I'm going to I'm going to smack you. Oh, I did, but maybe I shouldn't say it then. <laughs> next week, next week, next week, next week, next week. This guy, this guy. All right, Jaycoon, introduce yourself real quick. Hi. Hi, my name is Jaycoon. Uh, first of his name. I fucking knew he was going to fucking do it. Right? I just can't, he can't help himself. He just can't help himself. He just can't help himself. Um. All right, and we have special guests this week on um, Blonde Bear, the BDO partner, Twitch partner, Let's man, go. myth, the legend himself. Uh, Blonde Bear, go ahead and introduce yourself real quick. Hi, uh, I'm Blonde Bear, and I like to party. That's right, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I like, like to party. party. Today, I learned that Blonde Bear's definition of party is grinding at the same spot repeatedly for thousands of hours and multiple years. <laughs> this is a yes, party. Sir. All right, so we have a lot of interesting topics to kind of get into today. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is uh, treasure items. But before we get into that, um, I know Jaycoon, you're like the Lord of PVE. Blonde Bear is arguably also a Lord of PVE, but you're both Lords of different things. Um, Jaycoon, um, before, you know what, I'll throw it at Blonde first. Blonde, what do you typically grind for in PVE? What do you look for as progression? Because I know it's different than your average player um so it used to be originally before things changed um it used to be exp i was a long-term miramok grinder until we discovered 5m miramok and you know was one of the people that popularized that a little bit and like exp was huge back in the day and that was something i pushed for i was like the third 64 in north america i believe and um you know, I used to push for EXP, then it slowly moved into, like, treasure items, and now it's kind of just, like, you know, whatever I'm kind of in the mood for, whatever keeps me motivated. Okay, uh, and what are you motivated for right now? What is it What is it that's uh, keeping you all grinding? <sighs> well, it was the LV eyed the legendary nine-piece dropped item in Odalita. Uh, but was. now it's kind of... Well, the EU guy got it. <sighs> so, uh, you know, there's no sense of urgency, so I'm doing a few things now. I'm getting my... 250 despairs for the gloves. I'm going to go get some Deborecas for later on stuff and just kind of finish up some things I've been kind of putting on the sidelines. And then I'm going to probably hop skip back to that when I uh, finish up some small stuff real quick. Okay. Well, we'll get into the LVI uh, a little bit later, but uh, I know I am a big treasure grinder. I, I, I really just, man, I, I actually just won't grind unless there's a treasure item to grind for. I don't grind for gear. I don't grind. I, I don't really like, well, I do life skill a lot, but like I really, the only thing that really keeps me going in PVE and like killing mobs, it is satisfying to an extent and gear gains are fun and everything, but I have to be grinding for a treasure item. I mean, you're talking to the guy that literally spent four years uh, in history <laughs> and over 2000 hours to get a compass that I swear is useful. Um, and can't be put in the family inventory, but we'll get to that later. Jaycoon, um, you are a huge PVEer. What what mm -hmm. motivates you to keep going? Because I know you're basically hard capped here, so don't tell me it's the gear. <laughs> well, th this might sound like really simple, but I just grind because it's fun. <laughs> like wow. the combat is so addicting. Like I've only ever played a couple MMOs here and there, like 
World of Warcraft, MapleStory, Terra, and I found that Black Desert just does it simply the best. You know, sure it may have its flaws here and there, like you know, desync, uh, which causes hours issues of in combat. Yep. <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. every MMO has their own issues, but despite that, I just really love their combat system. So that's why I grind. Really, that's the wow, man! It's because that's it's it. fun. Yes, because today I fun. learned that grinding is. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, my brother came over um, like one time. It was many years ago. He came over and he saw me grinding Hysteria and he was like, oh, this is really cool. Is this this, this the game you play? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then like we fast forward like three years and he comes over again. And I I'm like, graduated from college. And he comes in and he goes, is, is that the same spot? I'm like, yes, okay. I'm I like, I like this. He's like, is it is it like cathartic for you? I'm like, shut up. I'm doing my best. Quite the opposite for blue. I'm having fun. It's a fun game. <laughs> All right, uh, Tiltis, why do you why do you not grind? Because I don't even pretend uh, that you grind. I grind. I grind a little bit, but I grind specifically only for PvP. That's it. That's the only thing I care about in the game. I don't care about treasure items. I don't care about fucking gear score number go up. The only reason I want my gear score number to go up is so I can do more PvP. I would argue maybe maybe the same for the rest of the people in the game too. But do you grind on Arsha exclusively if you're there? Like like if you're like a big PvP person? Uh, I yes, I have done very exclusive Arsha grinds. I don't grind much now anymore. I just basically do a couple hours of Gyphons every week to basically fund my Node War, um, and then slowly chip away at other things, and that's about it. But you do a couple hours of Gyphons, and that only funds your Node War for the week. Yes, oh, what sir. the fuck? You're making like 1.6 billion. What kind of consumables are you using in Node War, man? Like what? I say I chip away at other things too. It's not it's not only that. I do fucking horse attempts and fucking other stuff too, but it's just for it's for padding the bank right now. Plus I'm trying to buy a second Garmal heart, so you know. Okay. Chipping away at that slowly. All right, uh, now we're going to lean more into the treasure items. Like I said, uh, I wanted to start off our discussion uh, with what each of us feels like the definition of a treasure item in is. Like, what elements do you feel uh, it needs to have if we're going to call it a treasure item in Black Desert? Because I think a lot of people have different definitions on this. Uh, Blonde, we're going to start with you. Uh, what do you think defines a treasure item in BDO? Um... I mean, originally the uses were pretty crazy. Like when the Compass of the Map came out, it was like the usage of that was so crazy. Teleporting five players to you was insane. We're a little bit faster now. We can teleport around a little bit easier, so it's not really the same. And the map was also insane because we had to carry silver. We had weight mm -hmm. problems. We Being able to teleport to the town and back with a five-hour, seven-hour limit, whatever it is, was crazy that was insane it was it was so extremely like useful now it's kind of moved to more towards it's like a luxury item it's like you know it, it was kind of rare it was kind of unique no one else had it before now it's more of like uh you know it's kind of a another collectible on the shelf don't if you will don't don't <laughs> you dare tell me don't that my that. compass don't. is a collectible on a shelf <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm moving to the next person out of principle Deltis, <laughs> Deltis, what do you think that the definition <laughs> Of a, uh, of a treasure item is. What uh, defines so a treasure item? The, the treasure items to me are things that are extremely rare that should make your life in BDO way better. Uh, it should be a 
think of like the most annoying thing in BDO, whatever that is for you. And then the treasure item should be an item that makes that so much easier. Like Blonde Bear was talking about being able to teleport people around the map when there was no other teleportation besides CCG in the game, being able to traveler's map back to town and then back to wherever you're at. Those were huge back in the day. They've, like you said, they've lost a lot of their sway, uh, sorry, Blue, uh, over the I... years now with quality of life buffs to just movement around the game. But I think it should be, they should be the most annoying a aspect of BDO and it should make that just a little bit easier for you is, is my definition of a treasure item. Um, wow, so like a necessary convenience item? That's like- Not, not a necessary yeah. item, but yeah. something, a good quality of life thing Put them on that the dev makes team. you want to grind for it. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Okay. It's interesting. See, okay, we got we got a little bit uh, difference here. Jay Kuhn, what do you think the definition of a treasure item is? Um, I mean, I th I think a common element of what makes a treasure item considered a treasure item are the unique effects, right? Um, the ability to never run out of potions, the ability to summon party members, the ability to evade taxes. I think these effects are really appealing <laughs> to players and give them reasons to go after these items. Um, I don't think they should be too powerful or as like necessary <laughs> as Tiltus was describing, but um, oh, I think no, I don't. I think like, you're mis. I think you're misunderstanding. I don't want it to be mm -hmm. like you have to have it. I just want it to make whatever you find annoying just a little bit easier in mm -hmm. the game. Like moving around, okay. party members are like you know dumping things off in the in this you know market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hundred weighted. Um, not. I don't want it to break the game. I just want it to be something that's worth grinding for. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, Okay, so how, uh, all right, so my definition of a treasure item is, is just a little bit different. So like, obviously extreme rarity is something that we can all agree on. Now, mm -hmm. the degree of rarity is probably something that we disagree on. I think that they should be extremely <laughs> rare, but like, no, like, oh, I'm right I there like with you. the fact that yeah. they're extremely rare. Um, right. I do not, I do not like it when they're uh, like super, super easy to get. But, um, but I also don't think that it should just, it should be a unique use like effect but it shouldn't be something that everybody needs it shouldn't yeah. it should be something that everybody needs for example like the compass yeah it's really cool to be able to tp your friends but i think they really nailed it with the compass um for four straight fucking years they nailed me uh in the ass uh with the compass but like hey, yo i think hey, yo. <laughs> i think you know? that like they nailed it with the compass because it's a unique effect it's really cool but i don't feel like every player necessarily needs that effect uh mm -hmm. and the map is also the same uh we'll get into the potions a little bit later but um how rare do you guys think treasure items actually should be because clearly i think that the, i think that they should be giga rare uh and i know that Tiltus probably leans more towards like potion level rarity uh on nope. that and, and in Wrong. my day we walked uphill both ways to, to history in the sand True. Um, uh, Blonde, what do you think? Should they be? How, how rare do you think they should be? Giga rare. Giga rare. Really? Yep. Even if someone is at, you're like two thousand hours in for your yep. for your yep. Olin's face, you're like, yeah. If there was a pity system, it would insult me. If it was easier, it would insult me. I want it to be. I want someone to go in that spot and get it in their first hour ever, and I want there to be me who's at hour <laughs> two thousand still going for it because it, it's just it's just the essential properties of the thing that's the gamble that's the gamble of the game it's the gamble of going for rare items you have to know i'm either going into the spot and i'm gonna get it or i'm gonna never get it and i like that i i like that and i want it to always be like that i don't like you know I, pity systems can exist for good reasons but um i think that yeah treasure items should be ultra rare and mm -hmm. that should be the way it is 
Okay. Um. We'll we'll we'll, we'll table that for a second because now now I kind of want to ask you if you if you think the potions are treasure items. That's something I'm going to ask later. Uh, Tiltis, <laughs> yeah. how rare do you think items should be? Because you said that like I if if we were under your reign, I you you were like we just need to take an extreme convenience item that everyone needs and make it uh grindable no, for, in two thousand no, hours. No 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 no. That's not what I said. What just I said was a hair take, above two thousand hours. Take take the most annoying thing that exists in the game that you don't like doing, but you do consistently anyways. And a treasure item should be something that makes that just a little bit less annoying to do. Mm -hmm. Like then the everybody compass, needs like it though. Map. No, you don't need it because you don't need the map or the compass, right? But it helps move you around. Oh, it helped move you around the map back in the day. Okay. So you don't, you didn't need it. You got around the map fine, but you know, it was nice to have it, right? Um, so I come from fucking RuneScape, bro. I oh, want don't. there to now be this guy, untradeable. I want there to be untradeable unique yes. items that exist in the game that you have no other option than to go grind out yourself. The fire cape is a right yes. passage. A 5,000 kill count, still no pet. Yes, Let's exactly, go. dude. Like, yes. I like those kind of things. I was mm -hmm. grinding out the agility pet in RuneScape, okay? Yep. I had it min-maxed. I was like, yep. all right, if I run an hour of the pink one agility course every day i will mm -hmm. eventually get this fucking pet there's no guarantee i'll ever get it but i'm gonna keep doing it so i like giga rare items i think they're fucking lit i want more of them so you it think would probably make me play the game so like you would actually yeah. move up to the next category i feel like there's like extremely rare and then there's like giga rare and you want it to be like giga rare yeah, I want it to be something that, like, you brag about to your friends. You're like, hey, check out this thing. Good luck getting it. Yeah, go log your 2,000 hours getting it, you know? like, And then they'll go get it on, like, the first lap or whatever. But, you yep. know, it's yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's part of it, it right? Like, some people hit uh, the jackpot and some people don't. You would be surprised how many people come into my chat. Blue, I got that. that, that they type out. <laughs> Blue, I got the Elton piece in, like, in three hours or whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, you got the Vodkin piece in three hours? And then every time... <laughs> They said, no, the Elton piece. I'm like, yeah, the vodka piece. Yeah, that happens with the vodka piece. They don't understand. I read what I want. Like, I, I, I am at that. I can't emphasize enough. That did not happen. You understand? Like, there's, I need this. You're All right, Jacob, how, how rare do you think that these items should be? Like, uh, in, on um, a scale, uh, you know what? I'll give you a scale. Uh, a scale. Extremely rare items being like, you have to grind 2,000 hours for them. Giga rare items, you'd have to grind three to 4,000 plus. And then, like, very um, rare being, like, under a 1,000. Well, I think these treasures give players, like, long-term goals. And I think that's the big reason that people go for them. But I don't think these goals should be, like, impossible, right? There, there are some right. items in the game that are just just realistically impossible to get. And I, I do think it should be rare enough that it feels really rare to get, but not rare enough that it feels impossible to get, if you know what I mean. Um, we'll go with very rare for you. A 1,000 hour, like a 1,000 <laughs> hour. 1,000 <laughs> hour rare. Tiltus is like hmm. 4,000 hours, or you literally don't deserve the item. And Blonde <laughs> is like a 2,000 hour guy, right? I think that's fair. Um, okay, so... Um, all right, so let's look at rarity real quick. When treasure items were first introduced to the game, uh, we had Laffy Bed Mountain's upgraded compass, the archaeologist map, and the merchant ring, and the rich merchant ring, all introduced with the same patch that was Valencia a long time ago. Now, um, that was back when the developers actually didn't tell us anything about the game. 
Um, and so believe it or not, nobody even knew if those items were actually in the game when the mm -hmm. expansion dropped. No one even knew that those those were a thing until somebody eventually did get um, a vodka, just stumbled into a vodka um, and picked up a vodka piece uh, on stream. And then we all knew, okay, at least the, the map and the compass are probably in the game. Uh, but it was years before somebody actually got the first Merchant Ring piece because um, if we want to talk about rarity, uh, the Merchant Ring, when it was originally introduced, was easily the rarest item in the game. It was oh, only yeah. obtainable. There were five pieces. Four of those pieces were only obtainable via trading. And you had like a... You had a approximately the chance that you have on an elton piece uh like a 0.005 percent chance on every trade that you made um on this specific trade good but you can only do like six of them a day um and you had to like sail all the way across the ocean to do it every single day and you had like six attempts a day so like no one got it until one day one guy got one piece um of the merch ring. he got the trade item piece of the merch ring which was actually just insane uh and we also had somebody get it from it, they, it used to drop from the traveling merchants uh that walk around the desert mm -hmm. you guys remember yep. these guys like mm -hmm. the, the guys that like the caravan that walks around that if you hit yep. them at all you lose like all of your karma instantly um, the Merchant Ring no. used to drop from that too. But like, we knew, so at that point, we knew the Merchant Ring was in the game, but no one could obtain it. I know Biohack spent a lot of time trying to barter for it uh, and couldn't find it for a long time until they ended up reworking it. Uh, and then he went and became a tax evader. God bless his heart. Um, <laughs> but, the, uh, but the Merchant Ring was like beyond rare. Like no one on the server got it for the first three or four years that it was actually in the game. Uh, the Compass was considered extremely rare. You have to keep in mind that Part of what made these items so rare when they came out was the fact that, like, drop rate, right, and the number of chances on the item. So because Hysteria and uh, Sulfur Mines and Pilaku have been reworked a number of times, you have more and more chances to get the item, and the drop rate increases. You get Arsha, you get Castle Buff now, uh, and things like that. Um, so all of that being said, uh, uh, did you like the obscene rarity? I know Tiltus is like, yes, baby, give me merchant ring rarity every time. <laughs> Did you like how rare it was back then? Or do you prefer kind of where we're at now with, we'll, we'll go with the compass as an example. Because right now you can grind like three, like two to 300 hours realistically and get the full compass done. Um, just about blonde. What do you think? Do you think that that's an acceptable amount of time or do you, do you wish it was longer like before? Oh, I can't hear him. Uh oh, blonde. I'm so sorry. Mike okay, there you go. Say again. Um, I think it depends on the type of item. I think that for like some items, we've we, at older grind spots have gotten faster and faster and faster. So things are getting way quicker to happen, right? The drop mm -hmm. rates are still the same, but we're killing way more mob density. They even introduced another mob to do it. So, like for some things, it's just going to get naturally easier. Um, so like I'm okay with some items being like not every single item has to be ultra giga rare I think some can be like a low tier medium tier high tier mm -hmm. um, I don't know I think that uh, it, it's okay to have like a varying difference you know what I mean like you know because like the way that the game's designed like something like Olin's is a lot more rare than uh, a, another piece that has like a way higher mob density versus um, like for the Elton, it, you know, the Vodkin's obviously a higher percent drop rate, but the Elton is like lower. I, I think it's okay to have like some kind of variance in there. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be, uh, you know, all the same, always ultra giga rare. But I, I liked not knowing that those things even existed until we saw someone get it. I mean, that's how a lot of people felt that's about the LDI. Cool. Yeah. When you know people were getting multiple pieces from the Elliot from Olin's, they're like, "What is this?" Or any yeah, anytime that even newer players go get a piece from Thornwood, they're like, 
what is this weird looking puzzle piece thing? I don't know what the heck this is. And most people still don't because there's very limited information on that stuff. So I like that. I like that people don't know some of the stuff they they just randomly kind of stumble upon, you know? Yeah. The nine piece Exodia there. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, I still remember there was one guy uh, back when I ran Dismantled who's just like, who's just a new player, a new and returning player guild at the time. Um, and he comes into voice. He's like, hey, I saw, I stumbled, I, I saw this cool looking thing in the desert and I stumbled, stumbled into it. Um, and I, I kind of just started killing the mobs there for fun. And I came out with this um, upgraded compass part. What What do I do with this? And I said, oh, it's really easy. Just hit hit G for me. Um, do you see the, the mouse over the leave guild button? Yeah, just go ahead and click that for me real quick. <laughs> I, <laughs> I actually just drives me nuts. Um, so, uh, Tilted, same same question for you. Um, do you feel that like the, the items are too easy to get now? Like things like the compass. We're not looking at the potions yet. Yeah, I think they are. I think um, maybe not now because their their utility is not as great as they once were. Um, mm -hmm. But at the time when they were, you Don't know, the whispers that. of the wind, I uh, I thought they were really cool. And like the merchant's ring's a great example of like we didn't know it existed for years. It was this rumored thing that you know existed in a patch note somewhere that people talked about, but there was no information on it. And I love stuff like that. Uh, it builds the community of like. You, you talk about it you whisper about it you know you talk to your friends yeah um, no you you're like uh, you're like oh look at this i can i can ping it in world chat god look how big my penis is <laughs> it's that that kind of an item bro oh, yeah. like, we, we love we love yeah. those items we, we love, love those, those items. items uh jay uh do you feel that the rarity on the items now is better because i mean you could make the case um mm. that it helps people keep playing the game because like people could quit if they're just oh my gosh you know I mean blonde I hate to use you as an example but uh, blonde didn't get <laughs> blonde, blonde like had been grinding for his Owens piece for God, like two thousand hours or something and he had watched at least four people or something in his party mm -hmm. get the Owens piece while he did it that literally the most heartbreaking <laughs> it's happened to me once now too literally the most heartbreaking thing ever I know blonde stopped playing the game for a while so like Jay. Do you think that um, like the rarity where it is now is a good thing uh, with the drop rate stuff, or do you wish it was as rare as it was before? Well, when the devs made the drop rates way back when, right? Um, I don't think they kind of like predicted that it would get to this point where today, like I think players just commonly achieve three hundred percent drop rate, even up to four hundred percent with Arsha yeah. and Castle buff, right? So, um. I, I think they can't really go back on it. They can't really just, they can't really <laughs> produce it. You know what I mean? They could um, ninja, I do kind bro. Of, they, could, um... they could absolutely just ninja it straight down to like a 0% no. drop rate, bro. There were some weeks. Um, I... No, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I just, um, I think they are in a spot that I think they're okay. I, I think they're in an okay spot because, you know, there's still um, rare items. Maybe we'll get more in the future, but like the current rare items today, like there people are still going to be struggling for them. Like we used Blonde Bear as an example, right? The Olin's piece is still a struggle for him. And I think um, as time progresses, as the game progresses, there might be new treasures in the future. And then that's where they can start fix sort of, you know, quote unquote, fixing the drop rate so that it still feels like a rare item. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. No. No. I get that. Um. I like. I'll be honest. I like where it's at right now. Um. I love grinding for a rare item, but four years almost broke my mental in half, bro. Like, I. <laughs> yeah. It's just unreal. The worst part was I got the Elton piece like on stream. There were like two hundred people watching, and like no one said anything. I was like reading chat, and I didn't see it. I just kept going. 
They were willing to let me. Uh, they, I had no idea. They were willing to let me go another four years, uh, grinding for this damn thing. I, damn, bro. Like, yeah, I actually kind of like how how rare things are now. Uh, so so moving on to my next question here they've reworked a few of uh the treasure items in the game number one being the merchant ring okay so uh we talked about how rare the merchant ring was before um do we like that they've moved away from this okay no one is ever going to get this item um it's kind of like they, they they approached it with like a pin fallen god uh mentality <laughs> like yeah. right away <laughs> out the gate and then they changed it to like tet fallen god um later so do you um do you guys agree with how the um, with how the merchant ring has changed? They kind of moved away from the trading, and now you can get every piece um, through grinding. Uh, blonde, uh, Jake, can you already have one because you're. Uh, we don't, I'm, I'm not talking to you I right remember. now. Um, he almost has enough for a blonde... second one. He I didn't hear that. Um, blonde, uh, do you feel? Do you, do you like the new rework? One hundred percent. When they had that patch note where they did, because they didn't just say, "All right, now the merchant ring pieces drop at other spots instead of just trading," they left this like mystical tattered parchment, and they left these little riddles in there, and you had to kind of riddle it out and figure out where it came mm -hmm. from. I was like, "This is the coolest freaking thing ever!" Now, although they were pretty easy to figure out, but there were some that were kind no, of a mystery, some deep. that were tied between different places, and I was like, "This is so." Freaking Okay, it, cool. This is like a way to to introduce a really cool, unique, <laughs> rare item to the community. Like, True. get them to like kind of yes. riddle it out. You know what I mean? Um, I thought it was amazing. I was like, this is awesome. And then they did another one because because they you know the merchant ring pieces drop from the trading stuff. They drop from the monster spots. They have five monster spots. But there's also alternative ways other than that. You can get it through mm -hmm. like there's one through sea monster hunting. There's one through um um dark rifts there's the dungeons now there's the dungeons but they had all these different little rules and it was just one of the coolest things i was like this is so freaking awesome i love this so yeah, yeah, they must have hired somebody new to write the riddles for this. That's right. No, no, they just stopped. Bro, this took over and we're like, no, we're not. We're not dealing with any of that, bro. Brother, they did rock. Cacao did rock look deep and they never mentally recovered. Like that, I actually deep, like, and to this day, I still look at it and somebody fully explained it to me like three times. I got nothing, oh, bro. That's the, I, I was I've got there, nothing. Bro. on Rock Look Deep. That was that was miserable. Yeah, I don't know who got that, but I think they just randomed it and just they sent had it. To. Yeah, they that's had to how hard those riddles were. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Well, it's um, not even like a sensical sentence. Like, no, you forget the rock. Look deep. Like, what does that even mean? Well, well, the the way it was is that the it was a puzzle in tariff where they're like, oh, it's the southeast facing of the uh, when standing on the dark side of the of the moon on the building of the night, and literally it was just a board pointing towards a G on another board, and that was it. We just had to press G, but if you're in a guild and you press G, you just see your guild tab, but it was a mystery of in the guild search so you had to not press g you had to go search in all guilds oh, and Jesus. find a random guild that fit the puzzle name oh man that was whew. that was stupid <laughs> Sounded fine to me. i don't know like, i don't know how that would be frustrating it seems pretty obvious to me um all right uh, jay, jay as someone that's literally never struggled a day of his entire bdo career tell me how why do you feel that the merchant ring is too easy to get now um, <laughs> I don't think it's too well, easy we'll to wait. get, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> I do think, um, BDO or like the devs do a, a really good job of 
rehashing old content into something more feasible right um for example like the lv zones i think that's a really good way to rehash the old zones into something that's more relevant and so that happened with the merchant ring because it was like pretty much impossible um so instead of creating a new treasure why not reuse an old treasure that no one else could ever get so i, I do li- really like the idea that how they introduced it as blonde bear said like their little riddles and stuff um was really cool and now there's like more alternative methods to get the merchant ring and stuff and so uh, i really am excited to see what they make in the future maybe we'll see some new ones you know so yeah uh and we're gonna touch on that a little bit later tiltus have you ever okay so tiltus you're like the anti-treasure item oh yeah <laughs> all right so why do you not grind for treasure items um so back uh before magnus existed i actually had started uh the compass grind i was not lucky enough to get any pieces of the compass while i was doing that grind but i was actually actively doing it before magnus um because it was something i was like man this would be really cool to have uh you know not still not a ton of people had it you know you have a handful of members in every guild i think or big guild at the time that had them um, so i was gonna start grinding it and uh then they released magnus and i was like you know, you know what I don't I don't need this anymore. And uh I'm a firm believer in I don't need the infinite pot, so I refuse to get it. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> so. No strong feelings there. Holy moly. God, do you bring potions to every war? No wonder you have to I, grind for I an bring, hour just to I go to war. Five hundred potions uh in my inventory to the start of every war, and then I pull another four hundred out by the time war is over. This man has been playing the game for like six years. <laughs> Like, what is wrong with your mental status? (laughs) I refuse to do it. It's not good enough. It's not a good enough reason for me to go want to go grind it. Okay, all right. Well, honestly, on that subject, uh, moving on to the infinite potions. Honestly, the developers (laughs) take kind of um, the developers took kind of a change here because until this point, we had seen uh, Laffy Bed Mountain's compass uh, in the map were like the two big treasure items that were obtainable at the time, and the Merchant Ring wasn't quite obtainable when the when the potions had uh, got introduced to the game. But they introduced the potions originally as a treasure item that you had to go out and get, and there was no pity system back in back in my day. There was no pity system, bro. Um, so like you just had to go to Tashira Ruins and the only redeeming quality of Tashira Ruins is that every once in a while someone would walk in to your spot and you would just say, what are you doing in my swamp? Like it was the Mount Shrek or something, but like, that's it. That's all you got to do. Shere Khan, everybody hated each other. Everyone just flagged there out of principle because there's nothing better to do. Blood Wolves, everyone's just grinding over the top of you and you just can't kill people fast enough. Just a miserable experience. Do you guys think that when the potions came out, it was correctly done or do you like that they introduced the pity system? Um, uh, Let's start with Jake doing this thing. Um, Well, I think when the devs created the infinite potions, they thought players were going to be like, oh, this is not going to be that necessary since I can just buy potions infinitely, which is what Tiltus thinks. But turns out they're a lot more useful convenience-wise than they turned out to be. And so uh, enough for players to complain enough to get a pity system. I do think it was a good thing that it was added since I heard people like... Uh, I remember Huntler back in the day. I'm going to sidetrack a bit. I don't know if anyone remembered, but there was this meme of 
uh, it was like a, the spot. It was Squidward in his house, looking outside his window, seeing SpongeBob and Patrick <laughs> running outside, having fun. And someone labeled Huntler as Squidward and Divios and Choice as Patrick and SpongeBob, since they had the potion and Huntler didn't. But um, going back on track, some people unfortunately spent a crazy amount of time on the potion. So I do think it was a good thing that a pity system was added. As for whether I like the pity system or not. I personally grinded for the potions before the pity system was added. So when they did add the pity system, it did feel kind of like a kick in the shin to players who already grinded for it. So no, I don't like it because of bias. So there. <laughs> okay, Let's so go. you don't like yeah. the okay, yeah, okay. I don't just, like just it because of, of bias. Hatred. <laughs> Jacob's the same kind of man that doesn't want college debt canceled for other people because <laughs> he had to pay it. Okay. Yeah, hates American freedom. That's all I wrote down. Um, <laughs> Jacob, uh, I mean, um, Tiltus, uh, what do you think uh, on the pity system? Good, bad, ugly? You don't get. I know you don't care, but like, what? You know what would funny, get you, you know? to grind for this thing? Like, how? Like the developers, are like, please go grind for this. And you're like, no. Oh no, there's there. So my my thing with the 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 infinite pot piece is whenever I I am just like, you know what. I'm going to go spend one hour there and I go run one weekly and then I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll see you in like a month when I come back for it, when I get that fucking urge to grind one hour there. Um, there's nothing that they could do that would make me fucking go grind out the infinite pot in like a reasonable amount of time. I'll say that I have way more respect for every single human being that suffered through getting the infinite pot pieces before the pity system was a thing. I'm not a huge fan of the pity system. It is going to make me eventually one day probably get it just through having to find something else to do in this game, but... He's um, a fan. So you're a fan? No, I'm not. Oh I'm my gosh. Not a fan. Even nope. though he doesn't grind for his potion. Um, and... Blonde, what do you think? Are you a fan of the pity system? Or did you <sighs> not like that they made it super easy to obtain what we would call treasure items? Yeah, no. No, I'm not a fan of it. I understand why they introduced it, but I, I'm not a fan of it, to be honest. I just feel like uh, for every person that got it. It, okay, so I, I was talking with my wife about this. I was saying that, like, if um, if they introduce a system to automatically have a system like that enabled, it doesn't really feel like a pity system because it feels like that's how it was originally intended. But then releasing it where it was were three rare items and then it eventually got pitied out, kind of is like you know, mm. yep. But I think it's because they didn't really value, like see the value like a lot of players did, where they felt. This is mandatory. I have to get this. And oh my gosh, I've grinded for like 100 hours for one piece and still haven't gotten that. Yeah. Um, oh, good. You need fish I was just going to say, but I think, I think it's different though, because like a lot of newer players, like they're in their spots and those are spots that they can go and like actually make some good money starting out right out of seasons versus like a lot of people originally were like a lot of veterans. People was like close to 700 gear score doing that. And it was just like, this is miserable and I hate every minute of it. And I'm just here for this one thing and nothing else. But that's what made it kind of cool and rare, and like that's the whole point, you know? Yeah, to so. suffer. To literally yeah. chain yourself to the desk <laughs> yeah. and suffer. Um, 100%. Yeah, I'll admit, uh, I actually am a pretty big fan of the pity system, but I think I'm only a fan of the pity system because I don't consider the potions treasure items. To me, I don't consider the potions tre treasure items because I think the developers really screwed up here. I think that entire, we go back to our definition of treasure items. I think that they should be items that are like really have like a really cool functionality but aren't necessarily required 
um, for players to play the game. And the developers said they introduced the pity system because they had so many people quitting because they felt the infinite pot was required and very many players do. Tiltus is in the vast minority of players that thinks the infinite pot and miraculous tier five are actually just not required to be a good PVPer. And in fairness, he's just not a good PVPer, so it makes sense. Wow. <laughs> just, so wow. But no, but like, but like, yeah, but like the, the the pity system Damn. I felt was necessary because these are necessary items for a new player. Like, what's the first thing you tell every new player? You're like, they're like, where should I grind? And you're either the first two words out of your mouth are either centaurs or go grind centaurs for your potion. Infinite, but yeah, yeah, or go grind for your potion. Right? That's how kind of required these are as you kind of work your way oh, through the game. Man. And I and I I just don't consider by my definition I don't really consider the potions treasure items because they're not really incredibly rare there's a pity system like there's no pity system for the merchant ring there's no pity system for the for the compass and the map and nor should there be it's meant to be a rare item like that bro you want you live for that dopamine hit of getting the item you're like oh my god i've been grinding for years and i finally got it never mind the fact that i didn't get that moment with my um compass because chat is masochistic we'll, move, we'll, we'll look past that that's the uh, that is the moment that we are looking for when we grind and so like the pity system kind of took that away from us um but in fairness i feel like it's more of a required item than a treasure item um so do you guys and, and so very briefly uh blonde do you feel like the potions now that i've explained that a little bit do you feel like the potions even qualify as a treasure item there yeah no not really Okay, they're, they are legendary, but they're not like a treasure item. Not treasure. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I yeah, no, I completely agree with you. They're they're like a definitely they're definitely rare, but like I don't consider it. Teltus, what do you think? Uh, no, I've never thought they were treasure items. To be completely honest, um, if anything, they're just like convenience items. Um, for me, like I'm I'm. Plenty satisfied just playing the game exactly the way I'm playing it. Yeah, you're weird. So. You yeah, you still have normal potions. We don't even know what to do with you. You're like homeless um, on the street. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna come for you, Blue. Yeah, I'm gonna Jay. come for you one day. I, I can't believe you don't have your potions. <laughs> I'm, gonna come, Actually, I'm gonna come for you with my fucking instant pots from the fucking general stop, and I'm gonna I'm right. gonna link them in chat over your dead body one day. <laughs> That would require you to actually aim your crosshairs at me and land a skill, so I'm probably going to be sad. Uh, Jaycoon, do you think that, um, that by our earlier definitions, do you feel that the potion pieces still, or like the potions still actually qualify as treasure items, or should they be in their own kind of categories, like legendary items? Um, I think before when they first released, um, I think they were more in line with being a treasure item because For they sure. were like really hard yeah. to get. But now that they've made them a lot easier to get, I, I feel like it's um, taken a step down from becoming a treasure item. So, yeah. So, okay. No. So, <laughs> legendary. <laughs> no okay. Yeah. So, now this kind of leads into my question, and people talk about this constantly. And, I, and honestly, I, I agree with them. Do you think the potions, specifically the potions, should be able to be moved in your family inventory because I, before we say anything i know the developers are very strongly opinionated that you should not be able to move treasure items into your family inventory they say they said every time they say the same thing people grind thousands of hours for these items we don't want them to have fun with them literally close quote um verbatim I, i'm pretty sure is what jay told me at the calvion ball do you guys think <laughs> that like if 
Now, like, if we can convince the developers that the potions are not actually treasure items and that they're more like legendary items, uh, and we kind of move them down a peg, I actually think we can low-key, like, roundabout convince them uh, that we might be able to get it into our family inventory. Do you guys feel that putting the infinite pots in our family inventory is a good idea, or do you think, do you agree with the developers, and be careful because there are pitchforks in chat. Um, uh, Jaycoon, you go first. Um, I okay to preface i do agree that they should be in the family inventory but i personally don't mind that the potions aren't able to be put since the only characters that i do grind with are my main and my tag and they're always going to be in the same region anyways because they're linked so it's not that big of an issue for me to just storage mate it but i do think out of convenience for players who do possibly play more than two characters um it would be very nice to have in the family inventory so um okay um that's i mean the problem with putting it in storage it's like you said you could put it in storage the problem is you can't move it from like across the world like you can with everything else mm -hmm. in the magnus and stuff which is like also well like that's, that's what i mean by i, I only play me and my tag and they're always linked so if i need the potions on my tag i just made it in swapped to my tag and then I made it out since they're going to be in the same region so Okay. Um, Tiltus, how do you feel about being able to put, uh, you probably don't key. You're like, you're, you're, you're going to tell him, you're, <laughs> no, let no, him burn. No, 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 let no, him no, burn. No, I, don't put it in your family inventory. <laughs> the, the potion should a hunter and uh, honestly, all treasure items should be able to go into your family inventory, but especially the potion. Cause it's not, it's not a, uh, it's not a treasure item. This guy's speaking my language right now. He's speaking my language. I like. like it. I got some opinions that you may not agree with, but Amen. that one's no, just I, a no-brainer uh, to me. No, I like that. Yeah, that I, I like that. I like that. Someone that has four treasure items, I, I completely agree. Blonde, what do you think about putting uh, potions specifically in your family inventory? Um, I'm I'm indifferent. Like I could see a re I could see an argument for them not being in there, and I could see an argument for making them be in there because. Like, on one hand, it's like again. you know we have the family inventory, and we get to put what like loot scrolls, pet food in it. You know what I mean? Or like exp scrolls. But on the other hand, like having the ability to access those really very, there's people that farm that I know that have farmed out like three or four pots, and it's like that's just that's just unnecessary. That's just that's just mm -hmm. yeah, it's unreal. Not, not good. Yeah. You guys yeah. want to know a secret? Uh oh. I have I have four slots in my family inventory. That's how much I use it. What? Yeah. I, this I, I man has been it. playing the game for six years how do you only have four slots how do you pop like cron meals elixirs droughts perfumes but the, the your potions you have you don't even have the inventory. you have to literally transfer potions to every character don't you no all my characters just have potions on them <laughs> look i don't have to worry about the infinite pot not going into my fucking valencia storage because whatever characters in valencia just has normal pots in their inventory <laughs> okay you okay i will say do you want the honest truth for a second they came out with family inventory and i thought it was really important and so i did fill up my family inventory to full and i remember them saying Blue, you can run a quest and get like eight family inventory slots for free. And I said, you lost me a quest. I literally just you bought all of it off the brush. I just bought all of the family inventory oh, straight no, off no. the brush. I said, it's not worth my fucking time. I'm done with this. I'm moving on. Two dollars? Send it. Um, <laughs> I just, and just a lot bought of weight on my characters that I that I, I can't even imagine only having a couple family inventory spots. But like, I, I will I say just that. just don't use it. I have a, 
I have a lesser held opinion. I know a lot of people advocate for the potions being in the family inventory, and I completely agree with that. I think that, to be honest with you, people grind hundreds of hours for these for these items. Why not let them have fun with the item? I feel like you're just restricting it. And the best part is, if you place alts at strategic parts of the world, you can still transfer the item. It's just annoying. It's kind of like them not letting us tag in the desert, but really you can because you can just go to character. So Jay, turn off your Jay, turn off your camera. Uh, turn, off, turn off the stream right now you guys if you guys didn't know uh, they don't let you tag in the desert but you can actually just go to character select and then just log in on the other character you can do the same thing in node war too um so like they're just making it more inconvenient to use this item that you spent hundreds if not thousands of hours grinding for and that's just really frustrating to me like come on man like i i feel like i invested the time uh now i'm of the opinion that all treasure items should be able to go in the family inventory why because i feel like the map let's be honest as you guys said before the map and the compass are not as valuable as they once were um like the map we have the magnus bro we have instant like teleportation basically mm -hmm. anywhere you want to go like why are mm -hmm. the map and the compass really oh gosh we have to restrict how much it can actually get used items like at least let me have a little bit of an advantage with it being able to move it to and from my family inventory instead i gotta waste like six alt slots all over the world to move this thing wherever the heck I need it to. Um, do you do you guys think that you should be able to move all treasure items in your family inventory? Tiltus, I know you already spoke on it. Blonde, what do you feel about the rest of the treasure items? I think that back in the day I would have said no, but nowadays I would say yes. I feel like they've made so many like nice convenient things that like I don't need to like, I don't need this to be separate. I don't need to feel like it's an exclusive item because it's not as like crazy ultra rare as anymore because it feels like a lot of people have it and just the abilities that we have now to access different parts of the world um it's so quick to travel i feel like that eliminates like the the want or need for it to be separate from that but now it's like i'm at the point where i'm like you know you can I'll go in there because it. it's just not yeah right so yeah. at this point it's just it just seems like i'm obvious yeah go for it you know yep uh jay what do you think um I definitely agree with pretty much everything Blonde Bear has to say, but if I were to put myself in the devs' shoes, I feel like players are very creative, and I'm not sure what kind of shenanigans people might do. True. But um, <laughs> players will find a way to... Can we like, exploit it now, know, bro? Exploit or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I feel like the devs are afraid of that happening. So that's why they don't. That's that's why, why I personally think. Finds a way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you you agree, but you're worried about exploiting. Uh, I, hmm. I, I feel like there's I, ways well, around I, it. I'm not worried, but I think that the devs are worried that that's and that's why I think that they won't do it. All right. But I well, do um, I do want them in the family inventory. Okay. So on to the next question. Uh, do you think that treasure items? Um, moving past the family inventory bit because I I know that's that's kind of a hot button thing. But like, do you think that treasure items are actually worth pursuing as new players? Um, and let's let's go ahead and set the. Well, I think we can all agree just off the bat that the potions are obviously worth grinding. At least we'll take the HP potion off the table. What about the mana potion, the map, and the compass? Tiltus, bro. The mana potion, <laughs> the map, and the compass. Are those worth grinding as new players? Tiltus, why do you feel like that's not even worth grinding? Um, So I've, I've already kind of said my piece on all three of these things. Uh, Number one, the mana pot is you can just use. I, I get 100 normal extra large mana pots. My fairy is set to 50 during Node War for mana. And I don't use them all. 
by the time the war is over. So what's why do I need the mana pot? I just I literally don't even go through a hundred of them during the war. And then number two, um, I the the compass and the map like sure they can be convenient for certain situations but i i I, with the introduction of magnus and as many storage mages as they give out nowadays i'm like i don't really see the need and with horse stacking i don't really see the need for like using these items like day in and day out how often do you guys actually use your treasure items all the time all day every single day all the time especially the potions Okay, well then I I can't speak on it because uh, shut the fuck up. Um, I can't speak on it because I don't have any of them. It just seems like something that as a new player I'd be like, yeah, I'll do that. But there's a bunch of other stuff I'd like to do first. Wow. Okay. All right. Um. Now we know why Epidemic uh doesn't have any potions. Um. Oh Jay- my god. <laughs> I'm gonna start uh, using guild potions just to spite you. Don't you dare! They're not even the two seconds you see them. They're not even the two second potions. Don't you do me no, dirty they, they like that. They are now. They are now. Okay. All right. Okay. They introduced uh, it instant bots for a guild. Jay, setting aside the infinite uh, HP potion, do you think the mana potion, the map, and the compass are worth it for any player? Um, I think for the mana pot, it depends on what class you play. Um, I know that some classes are very like mana starved, um, but some classes like uh, I think Ninja just I remember Armin was talking on stream one day where he just literally uses he uses like 20 potions in like a four hour grind period or something like that. But for something like, let's say, um, at least on my, at least for my Wusa, like if I don't have my mana pot going, I do run out of mana. Um, unless I use like a spirit perfume or something, right? But right. Um, yeah, I do think uh, the infinite mana potion will be dependent on on class. Um, as for the compass and map, um, I think it depends on what type of content you do. For me personally, I do a lot of party content. So I, I use my compass every day, multiple times a day, actually, when I do Olin's because I do a lot of Olin groups. And so I, I always summon my party members to there. But that's like a very niche... Um, you do you know, think a new player should it. do it? I, um, as for a new player, I guess when you're talking about new player, probably not really necessary for a new player. Uh, if you change the question to that. Uh, what about the map? So, do you feel like the map's necessary? The map, hmm, not or really. Worth. Now with now with the addition of all these fast travel methods, uh, maybe before it was very useful to uh, because you know things had a lot of weight. Like potions weighed twice as much. Silver weighed. Um, there was a lot of things that didn't stack before but nowadays with all of the convenient stuff that pa has added i don't think it's too necessary um again i think it's more of a luxury item on a shelf that blonde bear mentioned earlier yeah i I mean like my only concern there is like especially as a new player you're tagging lots of classes just shuttling through classes typically pretty quickly and inevitably one of them is going to need um the mana pot i also would argue that it's a weight thing although they did decrease the weight of potions now so you can carry a lot of potions on you now but like i i feel like it just means that you have to buy less weight in the future you have to buy less of everything um on every character that you try to play uh and it's just a convenience thing but uh blonde what do you feel like do you feel like the Mana potion, map compass, new player? Yes, no? Yeah, I I completely disagree with Jay Kuhn. I think that um when a new player comes to this game and they complete <laughs> and they complete seasons, uh telling that player, you know, because they're basically in what, full tech gear? It's like, all right, now go and grind 160 bill to get your pen black star is kind of like the most insane thing. It's like uh, it's like, wait, you want me to what do what? You 
<laughs> I gotta grind how how many hours I got what? <laughs> you know, telling someone that kind of sounds psychotic. Obviously, you'd probably put them on a smaller goal, but I feel like setting someone off to be like, hey, you know what? We've got these cool things, these infinite pots. You can work on those. You can make a little bit of money, learn more about your class. You know, because by the end of season, not everybody's like absolutely fresh on their you know their brand new class if they're a new player um or maybe someone that gets to play like very limited amount of time i think it's really important to have alternate goals other than just that money stuff or whatever because um you know when you tell someone all right it's 250 hours go ahead and make that money and then the next item is gonna be 250 hours and the next item is gonna be 350 hours and the next one's gonna be 500 hours you're just like do i really do i want to play this game is this a game i want to (laughs) play right so for me the the items are more of a distraction and i like to think of the treasure items being like oh you know i could get this while also maybe getting a little money while also you know working on your kaffirs or working on your next thing I, i think that it's a good distractor goal to like help you from not thinking about like all right i gotta grind 120 more hours here before i reach my goal oh god <laughs> oh my one million trash call oh god bro you hit the nail <laughs> <laughs> look at vice optimus is like oh, so no. uh, <laughs> I, yes, yeah. yeah no i completely agree with blonde I, I was preparing like this whole rebuttal argument and Blonde just absolutely nailed uh, <laughs> nail on the head. Literally the entire reason that I kept playing the game and continue to play the game today very, very actively is because I'm going after treasure items. It's not because I'm pursuing the gear. Like, like yes, you're going to make silver while you grind for treasure items. Admittedly, I, I am making money at Ash Forest. You can't tell me I'm not making money. The silver value is going up in the marketplace. I'm making money. But like... You're making money as a player and you're working toward a goal, but you're really, your focus is on something else entirely. It's this cool item, just like you just said. It's just a much different feeling and it's a way better motivator. Um, mm-hmm. for, for at, at least for me. I know that's what kept me playing the game all these years. Um, but like, also for a new player, man, because they're just like, man, I just don't, I don't feel the incentive to go out and grind 110 billion silver for my pen ogre ring. Um, I just, I just don't want to do it. And I feel that because like, I, I don't know if I would want to do that necessarily. If I, if I looked up the hill and saw it was 110 bill, I, what I want to do is stare at my feet, um, and look at the compass lucky. and then eventually I just stumble my way up the hill, uh, into an ogre ring. Right. Like, so I don't know. I think it helps new players, but, uh, it's interesting. Uh, all right. So nobody has touched on Evan Roos Null yet. Um, <laughs> Uh, I have any do you, okay I'll explain but Ebonus Null is an item in the game for the uh the boat content uh, it's ocean content uh in Black Desert so this essentially gives your boat S instant excel where most uh, so all of your boats in the game when you get skilled sailing get uh what I'm going to call uh, we we call it breezy sail but it's essentially instant excel for your boat um, and the Ebonruth Null is an extremely rare item only obtainable on the ocean um, that you can get that will add a second breezy sail at the end of your breezy sail. So you essentially have an S instant excel there. Um, it's an extremely rare item, but it's used for boating. I'm not going to get too much into this because you guys probably have no idea. Jaycoon's probably the only, he, he, he knows of the <laughs> item. You know what I mean? Um, I but like, I think it's the first treasure item we've seen that is just not really obtainable via grinding. If you exclude the merchant ring, which wasn't obtainable early on and is now obtainable via grinding. This is like boat content treasure item. Um, do you guys think that there should be more treasure items that are not necessarily grind-like linked? Uh, Blonde, we'll start with you. Yeah, I actually would love if there were all kinds of um, 
different types of items. I I think that um, yeah, the merchuring was kind of a push in one of those directions, uh, but not necessarily fully. But I mean, more the merrier for treasure items. I was going to touch on this earlier when Tiltos was talking about like introducing um, cool new items that make like convenience even easier. When they gave the fairies an extra ability to just have an auto use of all your items i was like they could have made yeah. this a pay to win shop thing they could have made this a a um thing yeah, that yeah, like well, i had to grind a thousand hours for to unlock on my fairy and they just gave this shiz out for free i was theorizing with friends i'm like bro what if they made like a magic melting pot and we could pop <laughs> a bunch of elixirs that would be crazy and then they gave this shiz out for free and i'm like bro i could have grinded <laughs> that oh my god it's a rare grind but that's cool. I I want more of that. I want them to do more of that. I think that that's one, some of the funnest parts of this game is like having those weird items in some random area that you got to go grind, and it just makes you go to that area and do more. I think that's how a good way they recycle older areas. That's what they did with Dragon, and I think that's how they keep um, certain spots keep those you know weirdos like me that want some weirdo random item. I think that's huge. That's my favorite parts about those things. Bunch of weirdies, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right tiltus uh tiltus you got something to say on this do you feel like there should be more treasure items that are not necessarily grind linked and i'll, and I'll tack onto it do you think that there should just be more treasure items and do you think that they some of them should be not grind linked so i think um honestly i think they should all be grind linked but it depends on your definition of grind um i think they're 110 there should be life skilling ones i don't know why there's mm -hmm. not already life skilling ones mm -hmm. But you should get them from life skilling, from various things of life skilling. I can already, off the top of my head, think of some cool ideas for life skilling ones. Um, oh, what do you got? Hit me. Uh, you should get you should get a um, uh, alchemy station or a cooking station that doesn't break. Whoa. Can you imagine? I'm in. Can you imagine a, a, like a, 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 a good treasure one. item where it's like you just you have to go out and you have to mine for this one specific mineral you know and it's a you know elton piece drop rate and you just you know you go do your pilgrim's haven a couple times a week or whatever and you know people are out there grinding for there's there's all sorts of things like that that you could do with them um and so i do think that they should be different i do think they all need to be grind linked you need to log the hours to get your item um even the life think, one yeah but you should be grinding life skills, right? Oh, okay. Not so then, okay, right. I just want to make sure. That's what I'm saying. Like your definition of grinding, not necessarily <laughs> okay. killing mobs, right, but yeah, you need to log the hours to get it. So, um, I think I think that would be interesting. I don't know why there's not life skilling ones already in the game. To be honest, uh, that seems like low hanging fruit to me. Uh, yeah, and we'll, we'll get into the more of the ideas here. Tilson, that's a great yeah. idea. Um, but, uh, Jay, do you feel like that there should be more treasure items? And if not, like, why? But, like, also, should they all be, like, PvE grind links? You're the PvE lord, so I expect you to say yes, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, definitely. I would um, agree that there should be more treasure items in the future uh, through different methods. Actually, you mentioned that there should be you mentioned that actually in the new region. Uh, I kind of I don't know if you guys would define the ginseng as like a life skill treasure, but it is oh, yeah. a very, very no, rare item that you have oh, to yeah. gather. For. No, it's so not that's, permanent. No, it's not. It's not permanent. It's also not a, it's also not a like treasure, not a treasure, yeah. but definitely a rare item. And I think that sort of gives what's the word for it. Like it starts building that foundation for different things in the future yeah. that they could do possibly. And this is like their uh, introduction 
to it, right? I, I think uh, when BDO does these um, small little things that, uh, like for example, the Elvia zones, I feel like an early version of the Elvia zones was abandoned monastery, uh, Paddock's Island, right? They were rehashing these old areas as um, harder versions of that mm-hmm. same area, and I feel like this is what they're trying to do with the tre- with the ginseng is that they're introducing this new sort of method of getting this rare yeah. item, and maybe in the future that would build and lead into um, more opportunities to create new rare items in the future as mm -hmm. as for like whether they should only be grindable i mean i like grinding so i don't mind if it's a grindable item but i i I do agree that new new methods would be really really cool to to have maybe Um, based on um where you're gathering about Mm -hmm. speaking speaking of the ginseng um pure black zones ultra rare some people have never seen them before i love that i love these ultra rare super unique cool just things doesn't even Mm -hmm. necessarily have to be something that lasts forever but that's awesome i love all that kinds of stuff that would be cool to have more weird stuff like that in the game yeah i want to jump in and say i don't want there to be too many treasure items because i feel like it starts to dilute right right the the quality that's what i was thinking um so there needs to be a limited number of them that feel like oh man this is a really cool thing to go for i don't want to see them flood it also a definition of a treasure item to me is unique to your player unique to your family so like the ginseng is sellable on the market therefore it's not a treasure item to me yeah no i i yeah i don't think that's a treasure item but i i I agree actually with with tiltus there um i think that Treasure items are great. I don't like, honestly, AP Blackstones are frustrating to me. I think they're really cool, <laughs> but also really annoying. As a treasure item grinder, I like grinding in certain spots for like certain items. That way, everyone can't just accidentally their way into the thing that I've been grinding for <laughs> for the last like 3,000 hours. Can we at least limit it to the people that are grinding at my grind location? Like, um, but like, I do think that there should be at least one or two more treasure items, but I also think that they shouldn't introduce it until after I've gotten my merchant ring. Um, well, like, how do you feel? I, then how do you feel about these events? Then, like the treasure events where they change alternate spots and stuff. I actually like that because or... yeah. Okay, so this is something I forgot to touch on earlier. So part of treasure items is that they they have to drop at a very specific spot, right? So like you must grind at this spot, and typically those spots make less money than another place that you could comparably be grinding if you're trying mm. to maximize your silver. For example, Histria. If you can grind at Histria, you're probably pretty close to being grinding at Orcs, and right, and Orcs mm. is gonna be like way more money. Um, so like, or, or like the potion spots, you could be at Centaurs, right? So there's like a sacrifice that goes into that. Um, the Merchant Ring is just pain and suffering, and everyone else is at Calpheon <laughs> Elvia. Um, so like, there's, there's some sort of sacrifice that kind of goes into treasure items that I actually really enjoy in that regard because I also like grinding in spots that just aren't super populated. Um, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, if you add too many treasure items, it takes the nuance away from the treasure items. There's too many zones mm-hmm. that drop treasure items and people just accidentally their way uh, into treasure items, which is kind of frustrating um, as someone that grinds for them regularly because they're <laughs> supposed to be rare. So shut up, they're supposed to be rare and you know it. Like, they're supposed to be rare. Um, I think that there should I think there absolutely should be a life-skilling treasure item, and I actually like the idea of um, like the unlimited cooking and alchemy utensils. Do you guys have any like examples of treasure items? It doesn't have to be life-skilling. Any treasure item in the game that you think would be like a really really cool item that would qualify as a treasure item? Tiltus, do you have any other good ideas? Um, 
No, not not that was like the very first thing that popped into my head. Um, I'm sure if I sat here and dwelled on it for a while, but that was like that's one of those things. Like, remember how I was talking about annoying? How yeah. annoying is it when you're cooking something so and you're not actually playing the game and you're you've run out of durability on your your cook pot and then you come back to the game like 30 minutes later your character is just standing idle and you're like man I even notice like that's really annoying nice. and that it makes it that you know that much better so um yeah, that's well, what I was talking about when I was talking about it needs to be annoying but like not game breaking um, I. I yeah, I will say what the problem that I see with that is that then people can just AFK you. You turn cooking and alchemy into AFK life skills. Um, yeah. And those are, oh my God. If you're AFK cooking around the clock with 2K mastery, I, you just can't be stopped. It might be illegal in like 47 <laughs> states, bro. Um, like it would be insane. Uh, alchemy would be similar, but you'd run out of mats for alchemy. Cooking is the only thing you could realistically do it with. Um, uh, Blonde, do you actually, I mean, you grind for treasure items all the time. Like I do. Do you have any good ideas for like, like upcoming treasure items? I know you wanted the fairy, uh, the fairy skill. You're right. That could have been a treasure item. Don't even suggest that it could have been a pearl of shop item. Why would you, why would you do that? <laughs> I um, mean, some people would call it a pearl item because you had to yeah, roll the skill. Some people were really thing. upset about that. Nah, they, um, they gave away a bunch some of Some people just first so. try it, you know, right. yeah. don't have to worry yeah. about it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm not a very creative person. I couldn't even... People ask me all the time, they're like, hey, man, like, what if they introduce a new treasure item? What would you like? And I'm like thinking, okay, is this a dev in my chat pretending to be some new? Or, you know, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I gotta come up with something real cool, and I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not a creative person at all, but... The, I don't want to spoil anything for the new region, but those new life skills in the new region, they could 100% do like some, Wait. you know, transformative like thing with those. Oh, my, that would be Discord. No spoilers for new region. <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. There's new life skills in the new region. They, Hold up. They could definitely do some crazy cool stuff. They're, the mini games are different. The things are different. Oh, so, okay. That's, I don't okay, want to say right. specifically mm -hmm. what it is. I, but it, could you imagine like if you had like a you know a little like thing that goes in your book slot and it would just alter the life skill you know what i mean like something else or to do something else or you know i don't know more materials or you could specialize on material i i don't know particularly what but you know that's the only thing that could come to mind about the new stuff but i'm i'm really not a creative person so it's like impossible <laughs> for me to come up with stuff. uh jay what do you think uh what any ideas um... for treasure items I have a couple things. Um, the first thing that I have is um, maybe a rare item that changes the appearance of and, and color of your skills. And Ooh. the method of acquiring it is based on your class. Maybe it's a class specific quest line or something that you have to quest for. Like, oh, you know, you are this, I don't know maybe based on your lore let's say you're 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 the nova right the nova is like this weird clone and you have to do something with i don't know etc etc it's a class specific quest uh another one that i had was a magnus hearthstone so that you could just teleport to the magnus whenever you wanted oh, um, and you would acquire it through the method of maybe they reuse the puzzles because there was a bunch of puzzles in the magnus and maybe they make like harder versions of it and that's how you would acquire it and then the last thing I had, I thought of was a rare tent part that allowed you to um, hire a priest, and so you can get your church buffs at the tent. Was my my last Ooh. idea of a a rare treasure. 
And maybe it's acquired through, I don't know, you have to pray, I don't know. <laughs> Yo, get, get, yeah, get out of here pray. with that talk, bro. <laughs> when you mentioned the weapon, the ability changing thing, that reminded me of in World of Warcraft, they did challenge mode weapons for the um, for mm, oh, yeah. Legion. The Legion artifacts, mm. they did like the challenge tower. And basically mm -hmm. you had to go and complete this insanely hard, really difficult, like I think I did it like... A, you know, 40, 50 times on one of my characters over and over and over again to try and do it, it to get just a, just a weapon appearance. But that weapon appearance was a challenge mode specific and it was very rare. Mm -hmm. And like, mm -hmm. you had to complete this insane challenge to get it. They had one like uniquely for every single individual class mm -hmm. and spec. So like, you know, I got it on like a bunch of different tanks. Like I had like four or five different tank characters that got it and they all had, and it was the coolest looking one, obviously, because yeah. it was the super challenge mode thing. That would be... That would be incredibly epic if they had mm -hmm. like some kind of class challenge. Well, the thing is, is that exists already in the game. There was what? Arsh. There's Arsha outfits that change the effects of your skills. Do you guys Wait, remember that? Really? What? Yeah, I I forget what they were for. Um, they were very limited. I'm trying to remember what the exact uh thing was, but there was there was one handed out to Bugatti. I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. was, I'm trying to remember the uh, specifics of it. If somebody in chat... Oh, didn't some of the Halloween costumes change things, too? Like, if you have Halloween a Halloween costume, costumes, you can get, yeah. like, the bats on your skills? Yeah. Yes. That was sick. There was God. something else. There was, like, a, there was a one time like, Arsha event or something that happened, and whoever came out on top got, like, a special, like, outfit for their class that lasted for, like, 30 days or something like that that changed all their skill coloring. I think it made it, like, black and red or something like that for all the classes. It was really neat. That would be um, super sick. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know if the... Bro, I, I could hear Perlibus turning on the shredder when we suggested that. Um, <laughs> so that when the facts came through, it just fell straight into it. Um, like I, I'm fairly certain that the coding, uh, they're like, no, there's no shot. We're going to make you change the appearance of your skills. The biggest thing that I see is a problem with being able to change the appearance and color of your skills. Um, is that we said the treasure items can't be required items for the player base. And that's absolutely going to be required. There's actually just no <laughs> shot, bro. Uh, the end game True. is fashion. Like that is 100% required. Um, the, the Magnus Hearthstone is a super good it's a super good one honestly you just take take blues compass grind and you make it as in value as as like little value as possible <laughs> you just take that compass you just make them throw it straight into that that garbage can you know what i'm saying um Four years totally fine the the church buffs <laughs> at the tent i don't think that they're gonna do that um just because that there's classes in the game that they're like specific passive is that they can do that and i think they only mm. want those classes to be able to do that um but these are great. Those are great suggestions. Um, those are absolutely amazing. Now, one thing uh, before we move off this, uh, we didn't touch on the Orzeka. Uh, and since we're on the subject of outfits, oh, yeah. do you guys feel like the Orzeka? I mean, it has a pity system, but I would consider this one a treasure <laughs> item um, because the pity system is just a little bit tougher and the grind zones are a little bit tougher as well. But like, would you like more like Orzeka-ish outfits? Would you go grind for them if, if, if they were oh. in the game? That, then the newer can I want a boss costume for everything. I want a Kudum skin that's got rings all around my body and it's got a little puzzled <laughs> face looking thing. Well, I would love that. A Zarka thing that actually has real looking crazy like dread tentacles and like a maw mm -hmm. of your mouth. Cool. Yeah. Like, oh cool. my gosh, that'd be so crazy. I do think they could. Uh, isn't there a newer outfit? Yeah, yeah. the newer can. For 30 billion awesome. silver, it can be yours. It's awesome. 
Yeah, I um, love it. I was actually going through the storyline uh, this weekend, and there's a really, really cool mounted boss at the top of Cron Castle that you have to fight. I don't know if any of you guys have actually done that. But I, his drip was on point. It looked oh, so horse good. Guy, right? Yeah, and I was like, horse guy, yeah. I want this outfit. It looks so, like the horse armor, everything. Mm. I was like, give me this. I want this to be obtainable in-game. So there's definitely a lot of things they could do, I think. I think more outfits for the player base that would be through grinds would be really cool. Um, yeah, 100%. I like, yeah. yeah. I like outfits uh, through grinding. Everybody Jay? does. Jay, do you like outfits through grinding? You can be a part of the discussion. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, literally, yeah, like, I was listening. Jay? I'm out of Jay crickets, yeah. bro. Like, I... Yes, 100%. <laughs> I kind of wish, I wish there no was like bully. a, no bully. an exclusive like winter region outfit. I I, I, I feel there like is. the winter region could could use more. Yeah. There, I mean, like a grind. There, there is. For $70, it can be yours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I grinded for this. I just grinded at work. Um, mm. <laughs> but yeah, no. I yeah, I like outfits through the grind because I think that it's um, it's a great way to introduce things to the game that are purely cosmetic. Um, mm. Really, just make you feel like a badass for having played the game for a super long time. Um, I don't know anything like that is really good, but don't give you an advantage necessarily over other players. Mm. You could argue that the map and the compass definitely give you advantages over the other players, and so do the infinite pots uh, in some ways. Nope. But like, oh, okay, buddy, all right, buddy, like all of us, all of us, the, the normal players. Um, but at least the map and the compass for sure, because um, you can compass people just before war to like a cannon spot or whatever. Whatever you need to do, there's a lot of different uses for them. But okay, we've touched enough on the treasure items. We're gonna move on uh, to our next topic here, um, which is and Jay. You wanted to, uh, you were the one that wanted to talk about this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let you lead off the discussion a little bit. The Black Spirit Rage in BDO. Okay, um, so in its current spot, do you think Black Spirit, uh, the like BSR Rage? In PVE and in PvP is in a good spot. Okay, the 100%, the 200%, the partial Black Spirit rages. Do you think it's all in a good spot? Do you like where it is? Do you not like where it is? Uh, Jay, I'm gonna let you take it first because this is your uh, this is your idea. Um, so I think the you know the purpose of the BSR mechanic was to give players a, this really cool attack with this cool animation that they can execute every once in a while, and the current system does that. Um, I I think it's in an okay spot, but I would love for them to have some like the TLC quality of life changes for it, uh, just to make it more impactful and easier to to use. Um, I think when um. Like for example, when you are using the 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 BSR, some some of them are like really long animations, and um, I know that when I'm grinding at Olin's Valley, sometimes I accidentally use it when I don't mean to, and so um, like I, I like a one quality of life change that I would just love to have for it is that I can use it on a separate keybind, like I made to hotbar it so that Break I can it. use it when I want to. So, you know you can alt b uh, right you know, i know you can lock, lock it and lock it with alt b but that's just an, such an awkward you know position for my fingers you know what i mean it's very cumbersome to do every every time as a shy oh, i only uh, have three that's fingers, what i mean by just like so, quality of life yeah oh just have an extra finger yeah i got yeah. it 
<laughs> I just hold down R and B, he said, and I can't. I have no extra fingers, so he'll hold the all button. Uh, Blonde, Blonde, do you think that BSR is in a good spot? I noticed that like you do something cool uh, in your grinds is you consume your BSR um, yeah, on your, time. at least on your LVAD grind. You were just consuming yeah. it. So uh, like for the for the listeners that don't know, right now in PVE. Um, if you, they changed it a little while back now that if you use your ultimate, you get the one minute attack speed, cast speed buff and all that, that fun stuff that you used to only be able to get by consuming your BSR. So now there's very little reason not to use your alt, but I'm curious, um, Blonde, why don't you use your alt all the time in PVE? And do you think that BSR needs an update overall? Um, particularly for the, the LVA grind that I was specifically doing where I was killing elites, it just the animation was just too long. In normal, natural grinding in almost every other spot, I'd probably naturally use it because I loved the addition where they're like, hey, you know your ability that consumes that BSR and definitely is not worth a one-minute buff of all that stuff? Here's just that on top of the ability. So, like, use it, please. It's cool. And I'm like, yes, this is cool. Particularly for the LVI, I was just doing like efficiency grinding where I'm running to the back, two swiping a mob, and then running to the next one. But in everything else, I, I love I love the like concept of that little bit of BSR. Um, I don't like the partial BSRs for Awakening because, like Jacob said, there are some that like lock you in animations and they're a lot longer and they're not as strong and it's just like kind of weird when I could do three other abilities that are not like that are way stronger than this. So I feel like that's kind of weird. But um, like in general, I do like the concept of like blasting through. A bunch of mobs and then getting the buff and then just running wild uh okay yeah right on no i yeah i completely agree with that um i think the partial bsr system needs an update uh tiltus you mm-hmm. are probably the most relevant person here because you play valkyrie um do you like bsr where it currently is um like do you like do you use the partial bsr system on your valkyrie do you do you like the 100 percent where it's at um so this is going to be weird, and I'm probably going to get a lot of fucking hate for this, but I actually don't like the BSR system where it's at at all um, because I feel like it is very, very... And this is from a PvP-only standpoint. PvE, I think it's already been talked about. Um, but from a PvP standpoint, I don't think it's in a healthy spot right now because it is Zerkers and Valks almost exclusively in main ball for bsr i know there's some mm-hmm. niche stuff that people like to do with other stuff but like last what was it sunday night i was literally just ye- we were grouping and i was literally yelling at my guild to give me bsr like yes. every time we group i'm like feed me feed me now and then when i'm not at 100 percent, i'm screaming why am i not at 100 percent? you know what i mean like <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like it, it's so important for some classes and then other classes it's just like they don't need it that's why i get fed bsr like so i don't think it's in a healthy spot i liked uh partial bsrs when they came out because some of them were useful on certain classes um and it gave this is back when the cc system was a little bit different so it gave some skills protection and cc or it would give some you know like it would give them a combination of things that they didn't normally have whereas now they've kind of reverted a lot of those changes so that things do have protection and cc on them um but I'm not a fan of the current BSR system. I think it needs to be completely reworked to make it uh, vi- at least viable for most classes to use their BSR um, and not just funnel it all onto, you know, five players every single war, and those are your mm-hmm. BSR targets for PvP. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, like, I, I partially agree and I partially disagree. So I agree that the partial BSR system Same. needs an update. I think that um, classes like Valkyrie use, like, BSR Terra Sancta is juiced. Um, that that skill is just so good. It's a 25% BSR on Valkyrie, and it just adds, like, 50% damage to your, to, to your, like, most DPS or your highest DPS skill. It's just super good. On a class that's already getting funneled for BSR, so you probably have an excess of BSR. Um... I, but like the partial BSR system in general just doesn't like it doesn't add it doesn't give anything to awakening because it just doesn't work super well and it's really clunky to use as Jacob mm -hmm. said it's really clunky to use on basically every class in the game with the exception of like one or two it's really just not super great um, on most of those classes and I think we could use a huge quality of life update um, and I think that, that that partial BSR system would just be like way way better now I will say that I actually like like if we're talking about okay step away from the partial bsr look at the 100 percent real quick i like where the 100 percent is at um i like being able to funnel certain classes because i think it adds to that class's experience during node worlds for example if you take the 100 percent bsr away from zerker uh you've basically taken all of the value um away yeah. from succession zerker and war so like i think it gives nope. them an identity in some cases mm -hmm. valkyrie mm -hmm. maybe like valkyrie already does like and everything so like they didn't really yeah. need an identity but like um like you kind of take identity away from some of the classes in the game and i like kind of being creative um uh with the 200 percent uh which we will talk about right now um but yeah okay so 200 percent uh we i think we all agree that the partial bsr system needs a total like we just need a quality of life update we like it uh you know what before we go into the 200 percent do you guys feel like succession should also have bsr uh, partial bsr yeah <clears throat> really why um i just thought it would uh, this, is, this is gonna sound weird but i just thought it would be like it, it makes sense for why do i have these available like upgrades to my skills and awakening but then i don't have them in succession it feels like almost like a cop-out almost where they were like oh we didn't design these skills to have bsr so uh they're not getting bsr ever <laughs> um, but they you know did I mean? though because awakening has it right like yeah like i oh, got so i i just think it was it was one of those things where like <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna say the partial bsrs are the most useful thing on the planet but like succession should have them just for the sake of like continuity across the the game and the specs um in my opinion so i think succession needs them okay jay do you think that succession needs bsr uh like the partial bsr system um uh, I, I just love having options of different ways to play the game. And so um, I, I would really like it. It would be nice to see them added. I mean, some classes just don't even have partial like shy. Um, shy doesn't even have any partial um, BSR in in pre-awakening or in, in, the, in the talent tree. And so, um, I mean, would I feel like it'd be really cool if let's say you could add 50% to one of your songs or something and it was like a little bit stronger, right? As rather than like consuming it for a party buff or something, you know, just have different options to yeah. play your class. And so I, I think the 10%, 25%, 50% do give players that option to play your class a little bit differently if you choose to, so. You're a shy. <laughs> you know, like, I enjoy uh, options playing um, the game. The option that I enjoy the most is holding right mouse button until I fall asleep in my chair. <laughs> I also, you know, bongo. I hold Shift F as well. You know, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, bongo, uh, bongo, man, bongo is a BSR. Let's be honest. That's here. true. The trick to that skill is you have to hold Shift and then press F while you're still holding Shift. 
<laughs> mechanical genius. Um, Blonde, do you think that uh, Succession should have partial BSR? Um, so not being able to dismount anybody on pre-awakening or Succession or other is kind of annoying. So, like, for the sake of being able to do that, like, if my 100% maybe did it, that'd be nice, but having to wait for 100 just to demount somebody that's just mm-hmm. going to get back on it kind of nice. sucks. So, like, in that sense, that would be nice. But, like, they're just not... If they were more well-balanced or more creative, I feel like currently they're just kind of, like, very lackluster, and I, I don't mm-hmm. really know anybody that's actively talked about or used them very often because they were cool when they first came out because, like, oh, look at me do this, and I, I went... Psh- with my buster and then uh then i never used it again because i was like i'm never gonna go that slow ever again that's kind of stupid <laughs> um so they had like really cool creative ways that actually were well done like player feedback maybe kind of type stuff i think that'd be cool um but i don't think it would be good like to have like a ton of them like they do on awakening on succession because of balance reasons but if they made them like neat and not like absolutely broken then like hey it could be, it could be really cool but I, I just we really are relying on them to make sure it works and well, I, you know <laughs> yeah i feel like we just got through saying that the partial bsr system is a literal fucking dumpster um <laughs> Of a system, and you guys are like, but what if we lit the dumpster on fire and made it more interesting to look at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, we we already have a bunch of BSRs that don't actually work, and y'all want to add more? Um, Well... I, I have some comments about that. Well, I think I think that <laughs> I think if they fix Awakening's partial BSR, and I'm gonna be real, I think that Succession has enough damage. I think it has enough creativity in the kit. I think let's I'm gonna set Dark Knight is a good example of this. I think Awakening Dark Knight, like Succession Dark Knight, has a ton of damage and protection packed onto a small mm-hmm. amount of skills. If you add BSR on top, BSR options on top of that, you're talking about two-shotting one. I'm sorry, well, before we're already two-shotting people. We're talking about one-shotting somebody. Awakening is meant to be this more in-depth, like, and there's, like, more skills, and you can kind of, like, your, your protections are a little bit more spread out, but you have more options overall on the kit and stuff. And I think mm-hmm. that, like, the way the developers lean is, like, partial BSR is supposed to be a part of the Awakening kit just because Awakening needs to have that option. It needs to have that depth versus Succession. It's just, like, I just placed my 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 nose on the D key, and then I rolled left, and then I rolled right, and then I rolled left again, um, which is what most Succession classes end up being, to be honest. Um, I think Awakening is supposed to have that depth, and I think that giving it to Succession is going to make Succession suck is already really strong. If we look at Sage, for example... If you just yeah. added a bunch of BSR succession skills on Sage, there's no way it gets weaker. Okay, right? I'm gonna, back, I'm gonna backtrack my answer just simply for, because balance. Okay. Yeah, yeah, don't I mean, add it because it you won't be able to balance it. So right. yeah, correct. <laughs> Never that's mind. Why, I take it back. That's why I said they have to be very particular about it. They can't just add it and be like, all right, we'll go willy nilly. You know, I feel like they really have to. If they're gonna introduce it, they have to really put a lot of thought into it and not just kind of like you know pan fisted like that's the only case scenario where i agree with it now whether or not they can ever do that that's a different question but okay again i'm gonna so... bring up a, a moment that i said in the other you you guys play play test <laughs> you guys you guys play test? Earlier. There's, there's not a chance bro like <laughs> i think it, like i think it would be test. really cool for them to update the partial player bsr test. system but i think you're <laughs> we're running on windows vista here you're kind of reaching if you think that that shit's going to be balanced when it hits live like yeah. that is that's going to be a clown fiesta and i actually kind of like the fact that it's a clown fiesta initially because ever it helps make everyone dive into it because you want to find out like what the op yeah. thing is right like and yeah. then you 
you learn about a lot about the cause and then they balance it right like then then we it's like shaking the snow globe up it's like really interesting to look at um but okay I, I, that's an interesting opinion I, I i like that now we're gonna take a look at uh the 200 bsr now let's let's get some backstory 200 bsr was really not a thing until Succession came out uh, and the Berserker 200% was discovered. Fun fact, um, my friend, uh, my old buddy, uh, back in uh, Dismantle when it had just started, uh, we started, actually, no, it was before Dismantle. This was before Dismantle. It was like when Succession came out, we were node warring in a guild called Intrinsic Quality. And my buddy was in the battle and he goes blue the succession zerker 200 is actually out of this mind it's like the second day after succession came out um and i was like really and so we we go and we look we look at this and he killed i'm not joking we had a bsr or we had a um we had a ba night that evening he killed like 42 people with his with his bsr they were all two volatimis but like it was wild and there was no 30 minute cooldown when it came out okay so like we went into like the next week or two of node wars i guarantee we were the first ones doing this we would walk it was a 25 man node wars so we could barely get him to 200 on every push we would walk up and our strategy everybody else in the guild was garbage um so we all just funneled our bsr onto this zerker and he just spun every single push it was just 200 and just running people over on every single push uh and then it got nerfed like two weeks later because the entire server started doing it. Um, uh, it was about a month and a half later because the entire server started doing it. But like, do you think that 200% BSRs uh, on that note are actually in a much better spot now? Do you like where they are? Or do you feel like something needs to be changed with these things? Um, uh, uh, let's go Jaycoon first. Um, I think most people can agree that the animations of the 200%s are really, really cool. But it does seem like for most classes, that's that's all they have to offer. As as for the strengths of the 200%, I think the condition that you need another player's help to reach 200s or specifically tailor your gear to reach 200 by yourself, in, 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 for that condition, I think they do feel too weak, um, excluding Zerker, of course. Um, if the condition was made more easier to get to regularly use the 200%, like for example, um, let's say you only need to reach 150%, right? Then I think it would be more in line with their current power, um, especially since they also have a 30-minute cooldown now, so you can only use it every 30 minutes. In, in terms of PvE, I mean, um, like, if the condition is that hard to get, like, I, I've been doing this sort of ritual now with my Olin party that I, I force them to feed me 200% so that I can use it at the beginning of the Olin hours just so I can experience it and have fun with it. Uh, for the first time in my oh. life <laughs> oh my so god I, I, bro <laughs> wait on your shy you're using the 200 uh, no on my wusa on my wusa oh, okay I'm using my i was like bro the shy it looks too cool no <laughs> the shy one's just like a bubble heel bro yeah. like what you're griefing them like I, <laughs> yeah i i just wish um the 200 percent is more regularized is that a word regularized in pve it is now I'm so, <laughs> yeah and I, I wish they were like just like super strong Right? Like, why not be able to, well, not like one shot an Olin, but at least uh, chunk it more than more than your 100%. Because my 100% does pretty much just as much damage as my 200%. It just looks a little bit cooler and is uh, twice as long in animation, so I just get bonked during it. Yep. So. Okay, so you really just want, um, as the PvE lord in the chat, just so we're clear, <laughs> you want to be able to one shot an Olin Golem so that you don't actually have to go through the trouble of making a party. You can just kill the Golem just on your own. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make sure. Um, uh, I think that's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Just to be clear, though, you did say that 200% have you, you have to rely on other players, and in most cases, that's true. Mm -hmm. But now in the game, if you have the full Tungrad set and the artifacts that goes with them, mm -hmm. um, you can reach 200% BSR on your own. It yeah. is doable. I, I just feel like you, you it sacrifice is a big sacrifice. A lot, right? right. Yeah. yeah. It's a huge mm -hmm. sacrifice. Not worth it. But you could technically do it if you wanted to. Um, Blonde, do you think the 200% BSR is in it? Is it a good spot? And why do you feel it's in a good spot as a succession berserker? <laughs> uh, on one hand, I think that it's important that not everybody has a crazy BSR because you need funnelers and you need the people that get funneled. So I feel like having like a few all-star classes where a lot of their identity, as you said, is tied up into these abilities is cool. On the other hand, you know, video games should be fun and everything should be fun. And I believe everybody should have a chance to have fun. And I would love it if they juiced the heck out of everybody's hundreds and two hundreds or, or maybe just during wartime, they juiced them up. Because I think that everybody should have a moment where they're like, I'm going in! Oh my god! Yeah. You know, like, everybody should get that opportunity, and I feel like like not very many people don't. I mean, with the tag system, you can, but it's, it, like, you know, when it's an alt, it's not really your character, you know, that you identify with. I feel like um, everybody should get that moment, and we don't really get that moment, or unless you, like I said, you re-roll or tag or whatnot. And I feel like on one hand, like, yeah, I get that, you know, we have certain roles and certain people fill that with roles. On the other hand, it would be really cool if everybody had like some epic pog moment in war or something like that. Also, the 30 minute cooldown is stupid. Get rid of it. <laughs> there were so many ideas thrown around so quickly. I don't even know where to start. It was that the last one was just a that was a unit of a guy. Honestly, as someone that has a lot of succession zerkers at his guild, I agree. No. Um, just go ahead and remove that altogether, and we'll just no. we will never use other classes in the game. We'll just bring 30 zerkers to war, it'll be fine. Um so Tiltus, what do you feel like? Uh of 200 percent Do they need changes? Uh 200 yeah, absolutely. I think I, I I agree with what you're saying about classes need identity, and maybe maybe my earlier statement was a little too uh ham-fisted, as Blonbeer said, um, where every class needs to have a good hundred uh, percent. But I do feel like that if you're going to because you need other players to get your two hundred percent and ninety-nine point nine percent of situations, um that it should feel impactful and uh, uh, other classes have 200 percent besides zerker <laughs> like, to be honest here like how often do you see another class drop 200 percent? that's that's they fair. want the best baby. but like all right so i all right so i think are you are you finished up there I think yeah, that, I just not every class needs to have a killer two hundred percent, but it would be nice if they had some utility of some kind so that people could use them and feel cool about it. You know, it's not pointless to dump your you know two hundred percent BSR onto a DK. You know, give them something. I think the two hundred percent. I think the developers just don't know what to do with two hundred percent. I think they put yeah. it in the game and then they went one way with it and then they they gave one class and then they they don't know what to do. So I feel like they introduced two hundred percent to the game as a strictly cinematic. This is for your montage opening intro. Oh, the, like this is the what class this trailer skill, is just for the class trailer. Yeah, this is, is what the skill is for. You literally need <laughs> someone else to juice you up, and then you can like use it one time, but it's not it's not actually going to be practical for anything. And that. Honestly, that kind of blankets most of the classes in the game, with the exception uh, exception of Succession Berserker. But then they went to Succession Berserker and they actually gave it a good 200%, which I think 
I think they did that because again, they wanted to give the class identity. If you take mm -hmm. like the, the BSR away from Succession Berserker, it suddenly goes from being one of the best classes or the best class in large scale PvP to the worst class, one of the worst classes in large scale. I mean, it would be basically useless, right? Like he, he just doesn't have the AOE or the, right. the impact to, to do anything. So I, I feel like- And that's why I specified too, not right. every class needs to have it, but it should feel like cool to use it like i've used dk too oh they feel cool to oh no yeah that's a bad They've, one yeah that one's rough yeah, that, that, I mean, that, that, that one's dog shit um, I, will, but like... I will also say say this too and somebody feel free to correct me if you know more than me but i'm i'm reaching way back in my memory banks cc changes and correct me if i'm wrong but 100 percent got changed with cc changes back in 2017 because I distinctly remember DK's awakened BSR having a vacuum on it that was no longer there after C. After Shattering the darkness? No, 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 no. Um, Spirit Legacy, the orb. Spirit Legacy is the one hundred percent. Yeah, I know, but that they changed BSRs during that patch in two thousand seventeen when they changed all the CCs and protections and super armor and all that. Well, Spirit Legacy has always been the one hundred, uh, and it didn't yeah, have a I, vacuum on you're it. Not, it it did it did back in the day it had a vacuum on it if you were in the orb you were stuck in the orb you could not escape during the 100 percent. well i mean if they're i mean, i agree in the fact that they're dead uh if they're in the orb so yes you're right they're not escaping the orb um i the vacuum the vacuum set aside um i think what i was the, saying is what i was trying to say was i think the i think the 100 had more identity before the cc changes but i'm not this is a long time ago, so I'm really reaching back in the memory banks here. But um, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong on that too. But I seem like I seem to remember the 100% getting changed uh, when the 2017 CC changes happened. I think it was 2017, maybe it was 18. Mm, I don't, I don't know. think it was the 100 got to. They didn't get changed too much. Um, but I think we're talking about 200s here, and, and like I just want to throw out that I I strongly disagree that with the idea that everyone should get their moment where they just come in and one shot a bunch of people. Like I'm going in. <laughs> if you give that to a Musa, I, I feel like Musa gets that moment every single engage, regardless. Like the the dude just goes <laughs> in. If you give him a good 200% on top of it. Everyone just deletes themselves. What about Awakening Draconia? They fly in from off screen. Uh, Awakening Nova, they fly in from off screen. So like, I feel like some of the, like most, if not all of the classes in the game, the 200% should just be strictly, or even Sage. Sage has one of the coolest looking 200%. He's like at the swag walk, the, the bubbles like pulsing and stuff. And he like walks mm -hmm. inside of it and like drops the microphone. It's like really cool, uh, but it's completely useless if you try to use it in PVP. Um, it does a lot of damage, but you're just going to die in it, uh, which is what most classes have. And I think that that's the way that it's supposed to be. I think that's the, what the developers want because they want BSR to give identity to some classes, but like they don't give it to all the classes just because if they did, the other classes would just way outshine like Zerker, for example, or Valkyrie, uh, even like if you gave, if you gave Witch and Wizard 100%, that was actually just as good, um, as the Valkyrie, um, why would you ever play Valkyrie? Um, so like, I don't know. I just don't, I don't agree. I think that BSR is actually in a solid spot. I like the 30 minute cooldown because as someone that literally forced them to do that, um, yeah, it was pretty stupid. <laughs> like funneling, funneling your Zerkers on every, because if you decrease that cooldown at all, everyone can just play Zerker. It's basically, if, if you bring it down to like 15 minutes, if you have enough Zerkers, everyone just has a 200%. Yeah, every single pusher is just 200%. 30 minutes is kind of the, the sweet spot where like you'd have to sacrifice a lot of your offense ball if you wanted to try to have a Zerker with a 200% on every single push. Um, so like, 
yeah i think the 200 are in a pretty solid spot and i think they're really just there just just to look cool but like maybe 100 but I, I think the partial bsr system is really what they should focus on i think 100 are in a solid spot especially with the pve change that kind of added it to the z buff but um yeah uh let's see all right so we talked about succession um so pivoting okay we're off bsr now let's pivot over to uh the any uh closing thoughts on bsr there boys okay i'm taking that as a um, no so okay go ahead Jay. i was gonna i was gonna say um why not just have the 30 minute cooldown on just a node where it's sieges and just because um before before um when they added the artifact system i was actually like contemplating i was like really seriously considering at one point con tailoring my gear to self-collect 200 now Same. when the artifact system was um introduced so that i can regularly just use them in pve for fun even if they aren't good uh but this cooldown pretty much sure removes the possibility of me ever doing that anymore so um maybe you know just as an alternative solution it could just only be applied in sieges and nude wars you know if that's the if that's the big reason right yeah that, that's so, why that, that's the reason why it was added in the first place was because it was too powerful in sieges and nude wars but why not have it powerful outside of that you know yeah so i mean i think we go back to your earlier point of like whenever the developers introduce something the entire player base universally asks can we exploit it now um and i think that <laughs> show nation and digital if you took the 30 minute cooldown off of open world pvp 200 percent bsrs show and digi are just running into each other with 200 percenting zerkers they might just keep one in their ball that just 200 percent their ball to kill the zerkers jumping in trying to 200 percent their ball um it <laughs> it would be wild um so the problem is open world pvp i think people would just abuse it too much if you could figure out a really? way to get the 200 percent useful in um like pve only it's doable, but in like open mm -hmm. world PVP where Cho and Digi, for example, are fighting each other like a hundred versus a hundred man GVG, sometimes more. Mm -hmm. um, they're basically just gonna funnel the Zerkers every single time, every single push. Like everyone's just gonna be wearing a DP meme set except for the Zerkers and they're all just gonna be funneled, funnel bots for the Zerkers. But like, I don't think that's an issue. Um, if it, if if that's if that's how they wanna play and if it's that's fun for them, isn't that? I feel like it doesn't really matter too much because it's just open world. Like oh, when I think of open world PVP, I just think of people just having around um just having fun okay but and it's fun like for it's fun be... for the people doing the spinning but it's not fun for the 180 <laughs> people that are not spinning <laughs> it's no longer fun you've sucked the fun out of all the all of the open world else is going i mean you're not wrong like you know it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing but i think that it would get exploited too quickly um and i I think for I think you're right. It would be really cool to have it um, like as an option in PVE to kind of optimize your PVE mm -hmm. grind, or even if you that's just, more where I'm leading towards. Yeah, is so right. that I can one shot Owens Valley. So yeah, so that you can literally one man <laughs> <Sure>. Owens. <laughs> Don't have to worry about getting an Owens party if you one shot the golem. <laughs> that's right. Um, okay, uh, what do you guys think about uh, Jay's suggestion there? Yeah, I love it. I want more of it. He's like, as the Berserker in the chat, <laughs> absolutely. Take the 30-minute cooldown off the skill. I'm in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it should, only, it should only be active during um, wartime. I think that's the only time where it's like, okay, we're not going to be here for a GVG for like an hour or two or three or something and whatnot. Like, I don't know. I feel like uh, if you can get the people, if you can organize enough people to funnel that stuff to you, then you should be rewarded with getting it, you know? Yeah. 
But again, outside of war, I think in war, I I can clearly understand it making or breaking everything, especially if it was on unreleased, like unleashed. I mean, Um, I feel like that's just really not fair, you know, because it is what it is. But I think outside of it, it should be completely unchained. And it should definitely be buffed in PV. Uh, Jaycoon juiced me the other day, and I was like, oh, okay, I did, like, yeah. normal spin damage. Yeah, I asked him, did he, did he have fun? And then he did have fun. So I was like, it know, looked wanted... cool. It looked cool, but... You said it looked really cool, but you sacrificed, like, three 100%s and, like, a bunch yeah. of Z-Buffs to do it. Oh, yeah. So, Tiltus, you agree? You think that uh, we should just uh, screw it, take the cooldown off outside of No Wars and Siege? Um... Uh, yes and no. Uh, yes for PVE, no for open world GBGs, because I've started to keep track of the Digi Cho shenanigans that are going on currently, and you're right. You would absolutely break those those super large-scale GBGs if you unleashed that. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be so fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. Watch all those people blow up 200. Yeah. <laughs> you got He's like Zergers He's the guy Shabby. having fun. That'd be awesome. <laughs> He's I love the one. Like... <laughs> but uh, yes and no. I think it, it should be useful for PvE. Uh, it is not currently useful for PvE at all. Um, and I don't know how you would fix it, to be completely honest. But yeah, some something needs to be done to it, I think. Yeah, maybe you just put it like in in node war and siege it's on a 30 minute cooldown and then in um open world maybe you just make it 15. yeah you, like yeah. you said it's fun but you wouldn't want to necessarily use it all the time yeah. right like that's a fair something. compromise yeah they could do something yeah. with it yeah. they get paid to do it all right let, let right. them figure it out that's fair it's their job <laughs> you know it makes me wonder if like the reason why they didn't like really push for any other 200 percent is because of the large amount of feedback as soon as they came out with zerkers and they're just like all right zip we're not going to fix anybody else's. We're just going to leave it as it is. Yeah. They're like, whoops. We like, we could have had some crazy. We could have had like a warrior pumping out just 200 out of his awakening weapon, just slapping down some giant slash, doing some crazy, like the Zerker animation from Lost Ark. That would have been sick. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> okay, oh, wow. guys. Uh, off the BSR subject and on to. We'll do Global Labs first did you guys see these buffs on the global labs bro i was at the offline oasis event and people it was all the buzz bro they found came running in like with his shirt off he was like they're buffing corsair like it was it was wild <laughs> it was wild um but yeah they have these big buffs on the global lab uh for at least bve for succession staff both wizard and wish corsair mm-hmm. um succession mainly valkyrie and awakening striker mm-hmm. um like, do you feel like these, uh, all of these, I feel like one of these things is not like the others. Do you feel like all of these classes needed uh, PVE, like really big substantial buffs um, in both PVE and somewhat in PVP, but not really? Or mainly PVE buffs. Uh, I think for sure the wizard and witch succession definitely needed PVE buffs because I'm just awakening is just objectively better for how little effort you need to put into make the same amount as succession where you needed to put like 200% of your effort in. So yeah, no, it's, it's like, but that's all I have to say because I don't know any of the other classes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, suck Corsair. I mean, you could just look at the classes right now, right? Like what's the state of PVE on succession on Corsair in general? Just terrible. Right. So um, like, I agree yeah, with Buffett. I haven't heard Corsair, anything. So <laughs> right? yeah. So probably terrible. Um, uh, the staff succession staff absolutely needed. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Succession staff. 
uh, definitely needed a buff in PvE. I know there's there's definitely some of the aspects of these buffs are definitely PvP. Like they're they're changing of how how the skills kind of flow into each other for some of the mm -hmm. stuff. Um, but like the damage mainly is kind of just the PvE shift uh, on most of them. I think that Warrior was already in a pretty good spot for PvE, yeah. but Awakening Striker was like really good at PvE already, and we just buffed it for no reason. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and they also got a, a striker is one of the ones that got like a more of a PVP slash PVE buff. Um, I so just like, wanted to be clear. I'm having nom flashbacks. Yeah, talking I feel about like, these striker buffs. Is Divios talking to the developers? Is that what the problem yeah. is? Like, I'm scared. It's actually insane. Um, I feel like there was like Kuno is like crying. Um, <laughs> Right? Right? Like, oh my gosh. Like, what? So, what? Fr so frosty. He's like, yes, amen. Yes, please, God. Um, but like, yeah, like there's so many classes that I feel like needed help, but awakening striker, really? That's that's kind of like this that's kind of like what we needed. That's what we want. Uh right. that's what we went with. Um, but yeah, I kind of just wanted to touch on that. Now they okay, so now the normal patch notes. Uh, I saw that uh one of the GMs pinged us in the Black Desert official channel today, and we're going to get um uh, buffs to Calfion Elvia, which yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck that, but but fuck that, nobody cares about that. We're gonna get buffs to Mirawalk's Labyrinth. Okay, what mm. does that grind spot need to actually be relevant? Because I'm gonna be real with you, these buffs better be fat. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, what do, what do we feel like that that grind spot actually needs in order to be relevant? For, for the listeners at home, let me explain Mirawak's Labyrinth for a moment. Uh, it's a grind spot. It's a very unique grind spot in the game in Mountain of Eternal Winter where you go in uh, and you go into kind of an instance by yourself. Um, and six people can kind of enter the grind spot on any server at any given time. And you're all grinding in these separate little rooms. Uh, and you're grinding these bugs and you're waiting for the big boss to spawn. Uh, and you're all kind of all grinding on your own and making money and doing your thing. And then the boss spawns and you're all teleported to the same boss room. And then you all fight the same big boss together. Um, and then you get loot at the end and then you kind of just do it again. Now, uh, do you guys feel like, before we talk about buffs, do you guys feel like that this is, do you guys like Mirawalk's Labyrinth as a concept? Don't don't talk to me about rewards. If it was excellent rewards, do you feel like this is a great concept for a grind spot? Blonde, go first. Yeah, it's awesome. I think not every each and every grind spot needs to be the same. Having everything be a little different is cool, and I, I think it's cool. I think it's really unique, and I like it. But I like grinding, so. We, three of the four of us love grinding. <laughs> love grinding. All of you sickos, weirdos. <laughs> Um, uh, Teltus, do you, do you like the idea of Mirrorwalk's Labyrinth as someone that, like, you're the, like, the non-PVP. You know what? We'll save you for last. We'll save you for last, because you're, you've got a unique perspective. Well, like, just because yeah. you don't PVE doesn't mean you don't have a good perspective. Uh, Shay, do you like Mirrorwalk's Labyrinth as a concept? Yeah, I, I do like the, it's, it's very unique, right? How we have, like, these different rooms, and the more people you have, the more chances you have to trigger the boss. And so, um, So you want it to be full. Yeah, you want it to be full. Like I, I, I actually grinded a Murwax Labyrinth, I, I, not like recently, but maybe like a month or two ago that I can't remember, <laughs> just for like fun, just to grind out with friends because um, they just wanted to go to Murwax Labyrinth for the first time. That was the first time experience, and th they thought it was really, really cool. Yeah. But then at, at the end of the hour, when they saw their inventory with like, oh, I made like four hundred <laughs> more, <I> mean, <laughs> they felt they felt different afterwards. Like yeah, so, like the black they had guy fun. The they said they had fun. He's so. smiling, and then he's like. Ah. Uh, uh, 
Like, <laughs> you guys sure you want to do this? <laughs> All right, okay, we'll do it. Exactly. Yeah, uh, we were in Arsha too. We went to Arsha too for extra drop raid. It, it didn't matter. <laughs> okay. Um, Diltis, do you like Mirawalk's Labyrinth as a concept? I know you don't like PvE very much, but like, is it one of the spots that's attractive to you as a non-PvE player typically? Yes, actually, yes. And the reason being is anything that keeps me from running around in circles and breaks the monotony is cool. I enjoy that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, so go. for me, like summoning a boss randomly, that's actually one of the reasons why I like Serendia um, uh, LVS spots as well is because you get these like events, these boss summons and stuff like that um, that, you know, break the monotony for a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's a really cool concept. I, and anything that brings people together to kind of play together or, you know, go for a common objective is kind of neat too. Because you, you know, if you're random, you know, if you hop in randomly and you're you're thrown in with six other people that are also random, like it allows you to interact with people that you may not have normally interacted with. So I hope the buffs are fat, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in that spot. Okay, so, all right. So now I'm going to come in from the outside perspective of the, like, I love Mirawalk's Labyrinth too. And you know why I love it? It's for the same reason everybody else hates it. I love it because there's an awakening witch. You can't grief me anymore. <laughs> I get to sit in my room and you can only grief me when we get to the boss. I remember I was in when that when that spot came out, um, I was in Vertex and BR was just running me down, man. BR was just absolutely every single time I grinded, they were just running me down. So then I went to Mirawalk's Labyrinth and we were having a great time. And then they figured out I was doing Mirawalk's Labyrinth and they were like, well, he just doesn't get the boss then. So we like we would all spot it and there'd be like four black rows standing there and I'm like the white bits on the couch like oh god like please oh, no. let me have the loot um but like i think that mirror walks labyrinth is a great concept i think a lot of the reason that the the player base does not kind of catch on or why it's shunned in the player base is because it puts you in this instanced uh pve which is something like new at the time but like we're gonna see it in land of the morning light more uh and people again you, you heard people arguing like they're upset that the the land of the morning light pve is pretty much all like instance you can't pvp mm -hmm. like you can't do your open world uh thing in there and so i think one of the biggest drawbacks for most players is that mirrorwalks labyrinth just doesn't really allow you to do a whole lot of pvp but as someone that doesn't want to get interrupted at his grind spot i absolutely love this location i'm a i'm a, I'm a big fan um now i think part of the reason they don't really want to buff it is to help cater to those people right to those mm -hmm. people that just like they want their open world pvp they want the developers want there to be a sacrifice for being able to grind for infinite hours without having to worry about people coming into your grind spot without having to worry about a competition for resources they want there to be a punishment and in this case that punishment is you're going to make no silver um what do you think is an acceptable amount of silver given that like this is kind of what the developers probably want to like get i can't assume what the developers want to do but i'm I have a pretty firm grasp on it. Like I, I feel like they're nervous to make it too strong because see, then everyone just wants to grind there, and no one gets it. Like they inadvertently kill open world PvP um, in uh, in that expansion. So like, what do you think is like an acceptable amount of rewards for that grind spot? Uh, Tiltus. Treasure item. Oh, yeah, bro. Mm. I, I, honestly, <laughs> I think that by itself would actually make players go there and they would go there with a yeah. the purpose so that would be interesting that's actually it's an true. interesting concept right like it, it, the the problem with making it not worth your time is that if you want to summon the boss you got to have players with you so like you're telling me that like you go there uninterrupted but then you also need five of their players to you know increase your chances of getting the boss to spawn well then like you really 
you know, it's not entirely solo either. You're not uninterrupted the whole time because you want the other players there to help you. Um, so, or grief you and, you know, and Blue's case. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jay, what do you but, feel like the spot needs? Well, honestly, Tiltus, that's a great suggestion. Like, the more I think about it, I think that that treasure item is... That's kind of yeah. gaming. Like, I also like it because it's kind of outside the box. Normally, they're just... Their solution is number bigger good. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Like they just they just increase the silver per hour, right? Um but um Jay, what do you think about it? Do you think it just needs better rewards? Or? Um I think if you're not going to make an item like sorry, not an item, an area that doesn't provide a lot of silver. I think Ash Forest is a really good example of an area that doesn't provide a lot of silver, but the reason to go there is for the Debo necklace or for the rich merchant's ring. And so um, what Tiltus was saying is that, you know, maybe there's a treasure item or doesn't have to be a treasure item, but maybe some sort of exclusive thing that you can only get from Miramont yeah. 7. I don't know what it would be. Maybe it's like a unique crystal. Maybe it's like this unique artifact that you can only get from there, but just something else unique, if not um, more silver, you know? Yeah. Number up equal good is not true in this case. We have enough number up places that you can go mm. and make money at. I agree. I think that adding silver, if they all they do is add silver to it, I think it's just still dead. Unless yep. they somehow, mm -hmm. unless the amount of silver that they're adding is in the billions per hour. Um, God, it's please not no. going to help, bro. Uh, Blonde, what do you think? What does the spot need? Um, I completely agree with both of them. Just the only other thing I would say is resources that we're out of stock on the market with. Like, so for examples, if the trash suit was only going to give you like 100 mil, but you could make like 100 gaffers an hour there, like, I think that giving certain resources to like the then to the market, then to taxes, then to redistribute, or just if you wanted it yourself, right? Like, I would like to grind, like, I'm sure people would like to grind a high gaffer spot, low money spot, because they would keep the gaffers themselves while they're working on yeah. their gear. Um, but at the same time, once Kaffers eventually are not being over, you know, pre-ordered and stuff, I feel like uh, once we have the full, full Fallen God set, that kind of those kind of spots are going to fall out of favor. So I don't know about it long term being like that, but um, short term treasure items great, and uh, you know, just obviously Kaffers in my opinion is uh, a huge one, an yeah, obvious I, one. Yeah, because there's really the... nothing else other than raw silver, like you said. Yeah, uh, I think that the the treasure item, like I said, is an amazing idea. It's, it's brilliant. I think that's really good. Um, I don't think it's gonna be a treasure item, but we'll see. I think Jaquin's yeah, idea not. is is flawed. I think that adding out like a high end late game item, like a deb, let's say they added the debo earring out of like left field, um, drops from Mirrorwalk's <laughs> Labyrinth. Well, all of the people that want the debo earring are also the people that are gonna complain that they can't PVP while they're grinding. Most of them, True. like, um, like those are all the same people. Bunch like those whiners. people want, yeah, those are the people that want the PVP. While while they're grinding while they're grinding for their really late game item because they're already basically finished with their gear outside of that so i think adding a late game item maybe not as viable as adding a treasure item which might help um a ton uh, adding resources that aren't on the market is a very interesting idea i'm gonna float this out there for you this is okay you know what bonus points can any of you tell me where a, a literal elixir drops from this grind location in the game workers elixir specifically because there's no other grind zones in the game that I'm aware of that actually just drop a flat, like, created elixir. Um, is it like the... the I don't magical... know which grind spot, but are you talking about the the AP enhancers and the yeah. enhancers? Those well, ones? Well, no, well, okay, well, those those are also good, but I'm talking about actual elixirs. Oh. Um, in is this it case, a, it's... Is it dragon spot? No, it's Helms. Um, 
helps uh, actually yeah, drafts yeah. workers elixirs so like That's i true. think that they could revisit this and I, and adding to blonde bear's point they could add like like very critical materials to drop for elixirs for example in crocs on the ocean i know none of you do ocean content but like you know that elixir of deep sea that you all love to pop so much um, oh, yeah. can only be obtained by getting pure coral crystal um and fruit of the deep sea but like the pure coral crystal is like the really big thing it's like the super rare item and you can only really get it for through hundreds of hours of like you could you could oh underwater God, gather for a hundred hours and get maybe three pure coral crystals um or you could go to crocs and you get like two an hour um two or three an hour so like Ooh. add add okay yeah but even still though like you, <laughs> all right I, okay but Let's it was just go. an example okay it's just an example my point <laughs> is you could add like a critical component to an elixir um, like for example, you could add a dead tree essence or something. Truffle um, mushrooms. Oh. Like or truffle yeah. mushrooms. Truffle mushrooms. <laughs> um, but you could add elixirs like as like a really rare item. I'm not saying you make it like giga like like a giga common like a coffer stone or a black stone or anything. But like you know just a few like you know maybe it just drops an elixir of deep sea every so every so often um, or something like that um, would help improve the silver per hour and also may, might make it attractive. Um, to more players um and i think that like what do you guys think about dropping like elixirs like flat elixirs or even parts to elixirs mm -hmm. uh jay probably just parts to the elixir not the elixir itself that'd be kind of weird um elves is kind of um, weird they only did it once <laughs> yeah <laughs> so just They're parts working. of elixirs i don't know what elixir would be um maybe the the what's that sap that's needed for the destruction elixirs because that's where uh, snowfield cedar snow comes from right snowfield yeah. cedar maybe you could draw that i don't know okay instead of people having to sap it you know yeah um blonde what do you think about adding like elixir components so, i mean you i i already know you agree with it but go ahead yeah i'm i'm all for rehashing old spots like i don't know if they ever did like an elvia medaya and they just were like all right let's take all these things that are massively sold out, even if it comes down to like, I don't know, like fetching deer meat or something like just or, or like, you know how they've turned all the random green items we get through questing and doing old world stuff like they gave us a little rarity box where it's like, all right, open it up and see what you get. You know, like if they did something like that for like just like random meats or materials or random elixir materials or like a like a little grab bag, you know what I mean? Like, you don't know what you're going to get, but, you know, you get something like I think can that'd I, be cool. Can I interrupt? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah go for what it. There is this one elixir. I can't remember what it's called, but it did like reflect damage. Do you remember? Do you remember thorns, what I'm talking thorns. about? Oh, you God. can't get those anymore. Maybe yeah. you can get for them. Good reason. I have a few hundred of those. No, for, for good, good reason. reason. I've never experienced broken, bro. it. Well, actually, really? you, oh. you can get elixir of thorn in the game. For those of you that don't know, elixir of thorn is something where if you pop it um and people hit you, they take damage. It's kind of like a thorn mail of League of Legends. They take damage, and it was so busted on release of the game that they had to actually had to remove the recipe from the game it doesn't actually work yep. anymore you, but oh. you still can get it you still can get it it is uh there's a a quest in valencia that will allow you to obtain like two or three thorn elixirs uh a week and they get sold on the marketplace um but oh. uh but yeah but like if they if they just drop components to elixirs i actually agree i think dropping the whole elixir kind of kills alchemy uh mermaid on tap in my chat is like please don't kill alchemy you're killing yeah, what, what are you doing right now True, don't kill <laughs> alchemy. That's, that's fair that's <laughs> that, and that's a fair argument but if you just drop the components um to the like the really rare ones every so often like in this case like pure coral crystal every so often and you just add three or four of it to your hour okay you just mm -hmm. added like 40 or like you just add like 80 mil an hour to, to your grind 
right? So because like the deep sea elixir is worth like ten or twenty million a piece. So like, yeah, and you, it would still force you to craft the elixir. So it still forces you to do the alchemy, or you could just, if you don't want to do the alchemy, you could just sell the pure coral crystal uh, for the like, just the raw silver immediately. So like. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that that's a good option. And it's also not just like a raw injection uh, of silver, which I don't like. Um, I don't like it when they introduce things to the game um, that are just raw silver injections to the marketplace without a trade, uh, yep. like an exchange of goods, right? We saw this when like sea monster hunting was like a really big thing, like five years ago or four years ago. Um, we saw that like people were just injecting massive amounts of silver into the marketplace and there was no exchange of goods because before you had to grind, you would get like, you would grind all day, you would get like three crescent rings you would sell those crescent rings you'd make 150 million silver okay there's mm. an exchange of goods going on there but on the ocean and it's still like this on the ocean bartering was very difficult for them uh to balance they, they struggled with it for a long time because like on the ocean you're not exchanging goods with people necessarily you're just like it's just a raw injection of silver you're trading um small amounts of land materials for large amounts of silver profit and there's no exchange on the market so like bartering kind of just increases the inflation so i don't i don't really like just adding silver per hour to the spot or increasing how much the trash loot is worth i i like there to be an exchange of goods on the marketplace and i like that Again, I, I think we should encourage alchemy more uh, among people. Now, we're starting to run over time a little bit. And, and Blonde, I know you need to go. So do you guys have closing thoughts on anything we talked about today? I love um, the whole conversation. Oh, let's go. Tiltus first. Blonde, we'll end with you. Who first? You first. Oh, uh, yeah. Give me, give me some really cool treasure items that don't absolutely break the game. Make me actually grind, please. <laughs> Let me one-shot Olin's Valley with my 200%. Oh, my God, bro. Jacob, <laughs> <laughs> You can wish for anything in the world. What do you want to do? I'm going to one-shot a golem. Like, okay. Like, I... <laughs> um, and, I mean, I can um, only do it once every 30 minutes, so I feel like it wouldn't be broken, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, blonde, what, what are your closing thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I love the conversation. I really appreciate you guys for having me here, um, for especially for the legendary item, you know, rare stuff, grinding, all that. I love it all. So thank you so much. It was an awesome conversation about oh, all kinds yeah. of good stuff. Yes, sir. Yeah, we absolutely loved having you. Again, uh, that is twitch.tv slash Bear. I don't know how you might not know who Bear is at this point, but uh, twitch.tv slash Bear. He's always grinding for treasure items and doing something cool. Super wholesome guy, except uh, when you do get that merchant ring uh, piece from Olin's <laughs> and he is in your party, in which case he turns into Golem. From Bilbo Lord of Baggins. Baggins. Yeah. <laughs> Bilbo Baggins, bro. Oh, gosh. I absolutely love it. Uh, Tiltus, you want to do your outro real quick? Uh, yeah, hey guys, I'm Tiltus TV. You can find me on fucking twitch.tv. I stream every day of the week, except Monday. I do lots of node wars. I'm a shot caller. Please come watch me yell at all my friends. Um, it's a lot of fun, I promise. Um, and then I'm also doing uh, uh, a playthrough of BDO's story where I'm reading out all the dialogue. So if you're wondering what the heck is BDO's story, I'm joining me on Saturdays. I was holding R just listening to you talk about that, bro. Like, Dude, Boundos was good. Boundos was actually enjoyable. The beginning sucked, but like the back half was really good. I really enjoyed it, actually. I got sucked in a little bit. I wish Serendia was voice acted so badly. Okay. More, uh, baby. Right on. And uh Jaycoon, you wanna give me your give me your outro real quick? Yeah, my name is Jaycoon, first of his name, keeper of the trash pandas, protector of the seven trash cans, and you can find me on twitch.tv slash Jaycoon VT, not TV, but VT. For VTuber, baby. <laughs> 
He's like, you are all stupid. Stop typing TV. Oh, God, I have to change my name again. That's it. That's all. Right on. Uh, well, thank you all for uh, being a part of the Old Moon Podcast episode six. That is going to be a wrap for us this time. Remember that we are on Spotify uh, and Apple Podcasts. So uh, if you want to listen to us in the car uh, on the way to work or whatever, it is always up in the morning uh, or even just in a few hours from now after the stream goes down. Uh, Join us on YouTube. I know Jay Kun posts it on YouTube. I post mine uh, on my mm -hmm. YouTube channel as well. Uh, and I think uh, Tiltus is not uh, quite there yet. He's still uh, learning no, how I to. I probably won't. I probably won't post mine on YouTube. So that that can be for you guys. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> right, I want to. I want to do. I want to do you. My idea for YouTube is not like VOD oriented stuff. I've got some ideas for YouTube, so I probably won't ever post it on YouTube. To be completely honest, there's other stuff I want to do with that. So right um, on. Yep, uh, that is the shot caller for Epidemic, uh, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Uh, and I am Blue Squadron. Uh, as I said before, I'm the shot caller for Reforged uh, and in guild leadership with them. Uh, and also, we're here for Fun Day Monday every week. We shot, call, we shot call Siege. We do all kinds of IRL cooking streams. Of course, we do the Old Moon. We host the Old Moon podcast and all kinds of things. So you can always tune in here uh, and have a great time. So, uh, that, boys, that's I think that's going to be a wrap. 